Welcome back to the Dialogue Options Podcast uh, with just me, Joel McDonald, your wonderful host, one of your hosts for the show. Uh, like I mentioned at the end of the last episode, this week we ran a little bit long, we got a little bit carried away, there was a lot of things to discuss and a lot of games that we wanted to talk about, so we decided to break it up into two parts, uh, and this is the second part, part two of two, uh, where we will be diving into our quest log. Lots and lots of fun games to talk about in here, so sit back, relax, and enjoy! Mission completed! Quest Log the quest log, uh, if you've never heard the show before, is our What We've Been Playing segment of the show. It's where we sort of come back to the table with what we've been playing over the last week or however long it's been since we last recorded and uh, go do a bit of a deep dive on things in there. Um, now, like we said, I mentioned at the start of the show and last week, I think, on <laughs> last week's episode, we mentioned oh. there was a few more things that uh, that Broad's been playing as well that, I mean, we're very keen to talk about as well. That we- Stuff we thought, I think some of we've already talked about on the show before, but um, yeah, just getting another a perspective on things and talking about them again. Uh, there are some other things as well. Uh, so I'm going to be pretty uh, <laughs> pretty quiet in this next segment of the show because uh, uh, I do not own a PS5 yet, but um, uh, Broden Kyle were just sort of thinking that might be a good idea to give their sort of early impressions or that, you know, after having them for however long now. Um, giving impressions of the PS5 hardware itself. So uh, the floor is yours, boys. Um, oh, okay. I'll... You want to start there? Yeah. Right, that's cool. That's yeah, I cool. thought it might be a good start. We would start sure. there and then we can go from there. I was very, very lucky to get a PS5 at launch. As you can probably tell, I'm... Well, you guys have a gaming podcast. I'm going to say that you guys are slightly more enthusiastic gamers than me overall. <laughs> you buy and play more games than me generally. But for a while, as a PS4 owner... I never got a PS4. I got a PS4 relatively early. I think it was like Batman Arkham Knight. I was like, oh, I'll upgrade now. Okay. And then I didn't get a PS5 Pro because I was convinced... Sorry, PS4 Pro. So I was convinced the PS5 wasn't that far away. I could hold out. It wasn't worth the money to upgrade for a minor upgrade. So I held out on it. Kept getting pushed further and further back in my estimations. <laughs> but when it finally arrived, I was like, yes, I'm going to get a PS5 day one. That has obviously been a lot harder for people than would normally be the case, but I was very lucky to be able to wake up one day, EB Games was doing pre-orders, and I was able to get one at the time. So I was one of the lucky few that got it at launch. How far behind were you, Karen? Did you get it at launch or not long after? Um, I got mine, I think, two or three weeks later because I, mm-hmm. I, I had the tab open to buy it on day one because I know that it was a mess after that infamous state of play where they were like, by the way, pre-order start now. And everyone's mm. like, what do you mean? No yeah. one said anything. And I saw... They, e- Sega, they Sega satined yeah. it, for sure. So yeah. I saw EB put their link out. I'm like, cool, I'll sit here and I'll think about it. And then I ended up just not pulling the trigger. Because I was like, you know what? I don't really need it. And of course, when yeah. it, when it came, came out, but it was impossible to get it. I'm like, well, I instantly regret this decision. <laughs> um, I was just lucky. <laughs> so that- the thing is, though, you said the words, you don't really need it. None of us really need this. No, this absolutely This is a luxury not, no. item we're discussing. Exactly. About, yeah. um, but it's, I was... Sorry, Joel, you go. As, yeah, as someone from the from the perspective of a person who doesn't have one yet, it is sort of a bit 
shitty to like look at all this stuff that's coming out and it's like yeah it's, it's on ps4 as well but look at it look at it on ps5 and like mm-hmm. opening my friends list on, P- on, the, on the playstation app and seeing that little ps5 i still think that's the meanest so thing people... sony did like having <laughs> the special a... ps5 picture on your friends list and it's so mean it's such I didn't a know they did that that sucks yeah it's it reminds it reminds me a little bit of like among a lot of other like you know pop culture references and things, but like the one that springs to mind is like the meow meow beans episode of <laughs> <Yes>. Community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like We're definitely five star. Than, We're yeah. definitely five meow meow beans. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. So I was just lucky that because I was following press start as I think many Australians were. For mm-hmm. I was in a group that they had, which man, I honestly getting the PS Five was the best part. The second best part was leaving that group because it was just annoying <laughs> yourself i think sure. i know the group i'm actually a part of it too because it is helpful sometimes it is helpful but, yeah. but everyone that's in there is just generally an asshole <laughs> but yeah. um yeah so you got this a little bit after and then you had a problem with yes, yours as well so you had to send it back yeah. so i got i because i so i pre-ordered mine on launch day and it came like the first week of december okay turned up at my house at like six o'clock 6 p.m on a monday and you know, when I went out to like to answer the door and get the delivery, like the the guy dropping off was nearly halfway across the street. I'm like, are you serious, dude? Whoa! <laughs> it's, a, it's a PS5. I mean, you don't know that, but Classic. I know that. Uh, yeah, sat down, hooked it up, played a full night of Cyberpunk, and was like, this system is really good. Next mm. day, started playing Astrobot. Then halfway through, it just stopped working, and I was like, huh, that would be my luck, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but um kudos to sony like got on the phone to them and yeah organized the repair really quickly and it came just after new years and since then not a single issue has been had like a couple of os like you know operating system crashes but apart from that just smooth sailing generally that's been the case for me as well um i did want to talk about very quickly just like the aesthetic the look of it i've got the ps5 with the the disc drive in it that was Mostly my next because, thing I was going to say. Yeah, you, you've both got, yeah, you've both got, got disc, disc drive ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I tend to find... Well, I've, what I've noticed is like I'd like to go all digital. There's two things that stop me from going all digital. One, I, if it's digital, I have this constant fear that I don't actually own the game. We've yeah, noticed this with things like true. iTunes and stuff that you're really just buying a license to rent this thing for an extremely long time and that you don't have any sort of ownership of it. And the thing is, that's a little silly anyway because if you get the game disc, oftentimes... They've only got a certain amount of the actual game on there. You have to download a day one patch to actually get the game anyway. Yeah. So even though I've got age, the yeah. physical disc, I don't, still don't really own a playable version or the, the 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 day one version of the game. But at least I feel like I've got that physical disc. And also the main thing is in Australia, I find it so much easier to get a sale day one to get yes. a decent price on the thing. You'll yeah. usually pay $70 or less day yep. one, at least for PS4 games. I haven't noticed yet with PS5 games. Because they've been pretty expensive so far, but the compared to buying like digital, it's <laughs> a good point. Uh, but compared to buying digital, digital is always at that like eighty nine ninety nine dollar mark on day one, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. it's crazy. That's a big saving just to have the thing on a disc. Absolutely. I know there's an inconvenience there about having to get up and, but saving me like if I do that three times, I can buy a whole other game. Exactly, exactly. like the amount of money yeah. that saves you. So I got I've got that, and which me does have that big like cancerous lump on the side of it. Um, it does but, make it look very like it because it ruins the symmetry of it. It just bums me out every time I look at it. But I'd rather have the disc drive. Totally. Right. Uh, but I've come around to it though because the way I see it, the version that's got like the the all digital version, and maybe this is just like me trying to justify my purchase. <laughs> like I'm, uh, this thing lives in my living room now. Um, yeah. A, it's a as everyone said, it's massive. But I've gotten very used to it being where it is. It doesn't really bother me anymore in that sense. I quite like the look of it. 
I'm surprised more people who've walked into the house haven't commented on it. I like, thought people would be like, oh, what's this ugly thing? People don't really seem to notice it that much. Um, it is white, so it blends into the white wall behind it quite well as well, I think. So people don't really see it. But yeah, the, the digital version kind of almost looks boring <laughs> in yeah. a way. Like having that extra curve makes it somehow more, I don't know, just interesting, interesting. and asymmetrical. Yeah. And I've kind of come around to it in a big way. And I do I, like it being vertical. Again, from someone who does not currently have one sitting in his land room, mm. but like I, I, from the day one, I was like, oh, okay. Went like over the initial, like, oh, okay. That's what they're going for. Um, I kind of liked it. I was like, it's weird. It's not just another box that's sitting under my TV. Yeah. It's something interesting. And, you know, it's been a, you know, a hot topic of conversation for people because people are like, I hate it. Some people are like, I love it. Some people are like, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like that they just sort of went all out and went, fuck it, let's just make it as weird as possible. Um, that being still- said, I'm a big fan of the Xbox Series X design. Like oh, that yeah, perfect black monolith yep. is really appealing to me. Like from a just simplicity point of view, it doesn't take up room. It doesn't draw attention. It just does its mm-hmm. job. Yep. There's, there's something very, very satisfying about that as well, I think. But they went for something with the PS4 and I, the PS5, sorry, and I don't hate it. It's almost like that's kind of reflective of PlayStation and Microsoft in general. Microsoft at the moment are very much like like a function over form almost as well with everything mm-hmm. they do. They're like, we've got Game Pass. We're here. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our job. We're going to bring you games. That's what you want. We're going we're gonna to give you games. Here they are. Here's all the ways you can play them. So that's that's um, a good point, actually. It also reminds makes me think of the fact that because I, I too was not a fan of the PS5 when I initially saw it, but I guess having mm-hmm. had it now for a couple of months, I've just gotten used to it. Uh, yeah. It is all, It also reflects interestingly on the decisions, as Joel was about to say, I'm sure, that like Xbox, sure, the monolith looks nice and, you know, it just slots in there. But it's also my biggest problem with how Xbox is sort of approaching it is because the generations are so blurred, it's hard to really, you know, separate them out. Whereas the PS5 stands out. Granted, we've only got like, a PS5 exclusive, really, in Demon Souls, but yeah. with sure. the adaptive triggers and all that on the console, it really feels like they are sort of going somewhere. The PS5 is distinctive yes. from one generation to the next, whereas the Xbox Series X at this point has not distinguished itself that much from the previous generations. Yeah. No. The Xbox and that, yeah. that is reflected in their aesthetic design. Yes. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, like, yeah, but that being said, like, I, don't, I don't mind what Xbox is approaching. Oh, I, I can I see, not. <laughs> especially when you think the Game Pass side of things. Like, Game if Pass they want to just massive. lean heavily into that, if you're someone probably, especially in, oh, in either situation, really to pay that monthly subscription and have access to so many games. Like, Though, PS5 is helping with that because I feel like I am getting a shit ton of games as a PlayStation Plus subscriber at the moment. That's true. And um, especially because well, the PS5 came with a Plus library as well, which definitely helps. That mm. was a big, big one for me for going yeah. day one as well because one of the things that also happened to me was... I would had fallen really behind on stuff on the PS4. Games I really wanted to play, games that even friends... You guys had bought me like Chris, <laughs> for Christmas birthday presents and stuff like that. That I'd be mean to get to, but just for whatever reason, was having a hard time starting. And part of it was that I was finding the experience of 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 using my PS4 was difficult for a couple of reasons. Number one, it was tied into I want to use my OL OLED TV for gaming, 
and it was in the living room of a place I was living at with three other people. So trying to get time to actually game on it was really difficult. Yeah. So the Switch was getting a lot of my attention because it was easy to just have that in the couch while I was doing other things or take it to a different room and play it or whatever, right? I've since moved and it's just my partner and myself and she goes to bed earlier than myself, which is why I'm recording where I am now out in the lounge room. I've got time to do that now, which is great. But also I was finding that the experience with my PS4 was getting worse and worse, especially as a standard original PS4 user as games came out. So the last big game I played on my PS4, I think was Jedi Out. Oh no, uh, what was it called? Fallen Order. Fallen uh, Order, Order, thank you. Yeah, I played that through completion, had a good time of it. But I was talking to you guys about this a lot as I was playing it. The load times and the crashes and the bugs and stuff were driving me insane. Yeah. And I've been meaning to I actually trade that game in since, but if it ever comes up on like PS Plus or something like that, I'll, I'll definitely want to give it a go on the PS5 because if it was a smoother situation where load times were faster and it wasn't having these weird glitches and bugs and stuff like that just because the hardware was there to support it, I'd probably have a much better time of it. Like, I, um, think, I think it also got a PS5 upgrade, didn't it? Or it's I coming? Think, yeah. I oh, know it did. I think yeah, a month or so is it an upgrade for a coming or is out? I can't remember which one it is. Oh, really? Interesting. I don't know how much of it's got. Like, I'm not sure if it'll use, like, you know, the, the adaptive triggers and stuff, but it should at least be able to benefit yeah. from the hardware. Yeah, mm. visually and, like, stability wise, I think it's. Which that game yeah. did need, so I'm excited. I still have my <laughs> copy, I think. I just... Did that game get DLC? No. I, I don't think it did. No. That would, that would get me back into purchasing it again, is rebuying it. At this would point, I'd probably only go back to if it was a, a freebie. Would the announcement of a sequel? Sequel uh, uh, to get go back to the original? No, go back and a sequel. Okay. I would definitely, I definitely play a sequel though. I was thinking about one time. I was thinking about platinuming it, platinuming it, but it was just, yeah, it was just a little bit of a pain to like. When you go back for platinums, you need the time. <laughs> yeah, and when it's and when it steals my time trying to play that game, sometimes it just wasn't worth it for me. T- totally anyway. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, that gets me back to where the PS Five has been great though, because exactly. obviously everyone's talked about the load times. And that's been amazing. Uh, one of the games we're going to talk about later is going to be Spider-Man Remastered, which I didn't play Spider-Man on the original PlayStation 4 version. But I hear about the quick travel was like cut to a, a scene of Spider-Man on the subway or whatever and come back out. Yeah. Which I, have they to turn were... those, I have to turn those on in the PS5 version. Right. I didn't even know they were there to turn on until I checked after I finished the game. I had to go and like, oh, I should test this out. Because uh, it's just like that. You go from one that's, side of the sea to the other. It's so quick. That's one of the in- that's one of the instances I, that I about. Like, oh, that's one of the like the exceptions to the rule of like load times. Like that game, some of those load screens of like just Spidey riding the like the subway and just like yeah, the interactions cool. he's having with people are really funny. But yeah, they made they made great use of that time they had to fill. Absolutely, <laughs> they found a 100%. way to make it entertaining. Yeah, but it was still time that I wasn't playing the game. Playing. And the, the, possibly the best thing I've had about play, using the PS5 has simply been, I turn it on and I know that the direct start or quick play feature on the Xbox um, Series X has been a big thing. And it can only do one at a time. But if I go into rest mode with my PS5 and come back to it three days later, I will be exactly where I was in within seconds in whatever game I was playing. I've not wasted any time doing it. The reason Even why I love starting the game as well. From... Pardon? That's why I love the Switch as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love the Switch and it's, yeah, same Love thing. the Switch for that. Yeah, just go into like rest mode or whatever, come back and you're where you were. Amazing. Yeah. And that means a lot to me when yeah. it doesn't take me three minutes to get back into that game or more. And even if I'm starting from the, the home menu on the PS5, it still doesn't take that long. 
How long is that? that means, like, hey, in, in, in terms of like uh, like booting up, how long does that oh, take? It's really quick. Real really quick. quick. Yeah. It, the, the hardest thing is always just getting through the studio logos at the start. Yeah. But even right. that sometimes has either been skippable or doesn't seem as long. By the time you're through them, though, you're in the start menu, say, quick, click your um, last save, and you're in. It's like right. seconds. And so, like, Miles Morales was like that a couple of times. I was starting from, you know, outside the game, get through the Insomniac logos, get to Miles on the subway, choose my save file. I was wherever I was last time. And that was important too because early on, one of the things the PS5 wasn't doing well was it was having some crashes. And it's gotten yep. way more stable since, just with as upgrades have come out. But playing um, Remastered in particular, which was like the first game I really knuckled in on, on the PS5, I was getting probably one, maybe two crashes a night for the right. first few days. Yeah. I was pl- I was playing a lot of that game. Like I was playing like yeah, yeah. five or six yeah. hour sessions. Yeah. But that was annoying, but by the time the game crashed and I restarted it, I was instantly back to where I was. It only took me around 30 seconds total to get out of the crash, get back into the system, and then get back into the game. And I'd be ex- and like I'd be the checkpoint would be so close to where I was last time it wouldn't be funny. So it felt like a minor inconvenience. But I was like, I hope this isn't a trend with the system because that's right. a very bad trend. But yeah. they've definitely smoothed it out completely. I've, I haven't had a crash in weeks, if not months. Well, I mean, they've even had like 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 just this the last couple of days they've mentioned about um, the internal SSD stuff that is being like. They're, I think they're releasing like uh, firmware updates so that the fans can. Yes, um, yeah, they're putting out an update faster with... so they can yeah. cool and, and and be functional enough that you can have I uh, put the, use the internal SSD um, hard drive slot. Um, oh, okay, is, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was literally a couple of days ago. I think it was, it. And, and it's funny because that's also the other reason I went with the physical because <laughs> instantly I build my PS Five like right. instantly. I was just like, oh yeah, I could I couldn't go digital. Like, especially with the expandable storage options. For PS5 at least, I know the PS4, you can use USB drives, like hard drives. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, PS5 games specifically is like, no, no, you need the very specific like cards they're gonna be, be making and they're just not available yet. So I was yep. just like, yeah, no. Nah. physical is the way I'm gonna go for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, apart from eating your disc, Kyron, did you have any other issues with the system? Not like not not really honestly like like i said like my very first one was perfect until it just stopped working altogether and my my current ps5 i think i've had a couple of crashes in demon souls and mm-hmm. maybe in valhalla but with valhalla it's hard to tell if that's for ps5 or ubisoft it could be even that's one. i was but, gonna um, say is that is that is that software or is it hard exactly based? yeah like yeah. outside of that though yeah it's been a pretty flawless experience just that how snappy the os is and yeah as you said how quick it is getting into games and getting into the actual game itself uh, usually my biggest struggle just comes down to switching the console off because I just, I've just been trained by PS4 to hold yeah. that button down, the PlayStation yeah. logo button. But no, you got to tap it. You got to tap it in this one, and I just haven't. My brain hasn't processed that yet. hasn't memorized it. Yeah, right. I, I still do the same same thing. Um, all right. In terms of like uh, OS features and things like that, like new additions to the the, the 
I guess the user interface of mm-hmm. the PS5. Like, what's something that stood out to you that's been real, apart from like you know quick resume and things like that? What's something that stood oh, out to that quick review? bar? That quick bar is so good that pops up when right. again when you do press the PlayStation button <laughs> and it, and it brings up all your options. You can see like upcoming trophies if you're in a party, it's yeah. down there. Like if you're listening to Spotify, it's right there, and it's just so easy to just access it all, just like like nothing. Being able to access trophies quickly has been helpful. Trophy hunting. I, I think it could I still hate, be s- slightly more streamlined. I hate the trophy list, so God, I want I, I don't like the horizontal list. I want the vertical one. When I, when I look at the full list. I've got used to that, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, I, I, things like that, I'd like them to tweak a little bit, but generally getting to it and not having to completely interrupt my game or feel like I'm coming out of the game to do it. Yeah. It's more of an overlay to do it, and so I can go back and forth relatively quickly. I wish I could save where I was in the trophy list sometimes, though. I feel yeah. like I have to keep going through a couple of menus. Or even like little pin, pin a like trophy that. would be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, little things like that would be helpful. Xbox had that for achievements, didn't it, on Xbox One? Could you I'm not sure, possibly. I thought that that was something that they mentioned. I know if you, I know if you let your Xbox sit long enough, it'll it'll rotate through achievements you're close to yeah. doing. But um, oh, that's I, cool. I thought I for some reason thought that was something they they showed in that um, PlayStation Five UI like reveal that it was something you could have it. Kind of. They've got those cards that come the up cards, the moment you right. press the, quick the activity play, cards. The, yeah, the activity cards come up, and only one game I've played so far has really utilized that, and that was Astrobot's Playroom. And that was very helpful, though, when I finished the game the first time through and then I wanted to platinum it. And it was just like, here's the ones you don't have. Here's where you find them. I'm like, right. cool. That's where I, I... And literally, that game as well had like a um, a quick uh, travel system where I could travel to one of the quadrants in each. I like It was like, just by pressing the card, say, yes, please take me there. And I'd be there. Yeah, like that. Right. It's tough, right? Because only really PS5 games are taking advantage of them because Demon's Souls are the yeah. same. So in Demon's Souls... You can basically jump to each zone from that quick bar, which is really useful. That's very cool. Uh, That's very cool. In other games I've been playing, like for example, to go back to Valhalla, it will use the player cards to like track your quest progress. Actually, in Control yeah. Ultimate, Control Edition, has that too. Yeah, and it will say like you're twenty percent through, and it'll tell you like the estimated time to beat that section, which is neat. Which has been helpful for me trying to like gauge when I should stop playing. Exactly. That's what I like it's about like- too. I'll see it and I'll be like, you've started this chapter. It's going to take approximately 90 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed then. I'll come back tomorrow (laughs) and that can be my next sort of play session. Um, So things like that have been very helpful. And I do feel like those percentage times or those times change. I think it's detecting how long it's taking me to do things as well as changing based on my play style. Because I tend to be that person that explores a lot and like tries to find every secret in a room and ends up going the wrong direction for a while because they were got sidetracked and come back and I'm yeah. I'm, the, I'm, I'm the player who starts something. heading away and if I think it's the way forward I'm like not nah, we're turning around we're going back yep that's me <laughs> yep I'm like that seems like the way forward I'm gonna go explore over there which is why um, I hate it when games then go jokes on you that was actually the way forward now you're locked in I'm like no but Yakuza oh. Yakuza like a dragon did that to me a couple of times in those shocking dungeons. for it <laughs> yeah yeah got me good. I do like the PlayStation Store is better integrated into the interface in general. It doesn't; it's not taking you out of the whole thing to go to the PlayStation Store to look through it. It's much more streamlined into the UI. So I feel like it's a lot faster in that sense because I've right. always found the PlayStation Store to be garbage, horrendous to navigate on garbage. the PS4. It it, um, it is definitely bad on the PS4, but I also think, again, not to their credit, but remember that man, the PS3 version of that store was an utter disaster. What about, the, what about the uh, the Vita the Vita store? 
Remember that one? I feel like the Vita store loaded, which a PS3 one half the time you've got to open it. And just goes, nah, sorry, uh, I'm not working. I'm like, I want to give you my money. It's just like, sorry, try later. But um, yeah, the the built-in store is really nifty. I have, maybe it's just because I got so used to the the PlayStation 4's PS store, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I just want to find the game I want. Help me. Yeah, that can be painful. It's interesting too, because like something like the the PlayStation Store being something you have to get readjusted to, with it being a bit snappier or like laid out differently as well. Because I guess in Australia, like as console like players as well, like the PS4 was probably the first real generation where like digital seemed like a viable thing for us in a way. Yeah, that's fair. More so, so I think we used it a lot more, or still like I mean I. In my my uh, in my point of view, I still use it frequently, but it's uh, yeah. I think that might have something to do with it, it's like because you were so used to like the first one that you were all in on, um, and now it's like a completely different thing. I I tend to use the PlayStation app a lot of the time yeah. to do it anyway because the things in rest mode, I'll just start downloading anyway. Um, yep. I just like the moment the PS Plus games go up at the start of the month, I'm just like, yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. Well, that's the thing. That's right. The app being updated and, and again snappy like a console itself is very mm. useful in that regards. Mm-hmm. See, I, I used to use the the web store on the PS4 mm. before they sort of, which was I actually had no problems with. I I could do all the same things that the app does now, which was like, you know, the Plus games go up, you add them. If I wanted to download one, if I was at work, I'd be on my break and just go, yep, download a PS4 because it was in rest mode and I'd get home and it's ready to roll. I'm just um, glad we finally have a wish list. That's all I've wanted and I have one now. That Actually, makes me... That. I should do that. Yeah. That makes me mad because I don't. <laughs> I have one. PS5 it's gone only. now. It's gone now. <laughs> not not, not I had yummy stuff in my... Sorry, man. <laughs> I had stuff in... <laughs> Motherfuckers. I had stuff in my wish list and it's, and it's all gone. Yeah, because that wasn't anything the, important. Because it was on the web store had the wish list, didn't it? Mm-hmm. But then when they yep. rolled it over, I guess it cleared it? Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. And they just got rid of it and deleted it. I'm not too upset. There wasn't anything of any note in there. It it's not a, a, like, it's not a huge on, but... deal, but it's just nice to have it. Because part of my Switch, um, like every Friday, I'm like, cool, wish list, what's on sale? No, yep. we're good, close. <laughs> That's, it's just nice and easy way to just check what's on sale. It's like that, I, that combined with that combined with going to uh, Vooks to check like their yeah. rundown of the sales as well. As Control, shout out, what shout out to Vooks. Good luck, yeah. Vooks. Yeah, Vooks Absolutely. is great. They've been looking after me for a long time now. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, um, I'll tell you what yeah. the other thing PlayStation 5 done to me, though. It's made me a frame rate snob. Yes. I wasn't necessarily. I'm the same, but I'm the exact same. But I don't know if I can go back from 60 frames. Um yeah. It was Spider-Man was very a lot of fun. Like it starts you in I think graphics mode whatever that version is the visual enhanced version which has got the ray tracing and stuff. And then as soon as I changed the performance I was like, "Oh no, this is the way to play this game." So and I'm having a hard time finding a game that isn't meant to be played that way at this stage. I think performance mode has definitely been better. I will I will take a dip in the density of the population or the reflections if it means that my character moves as smoothly as possible on screen. Um, that being said, I was beautiful, a little surprised when they added in the performance RT mode, which had yeah, it's great. The, sort of the middle ground of both. And I was like, if if that's what what's on offer, I'm going to be a very happy user of this console. But the biggest problem, I think, while that's been great and these PS4 games are getting upgraded... Or working off PS5, PS4 games, um, the lack of sort of like standout PS5 titles that are really pushing the hardware at this point, 
Yeah. Uh, I know it's very early in the generation. That always comes later. Um, but it's a little, dis- bit, little bit disappointing. It's really just Dark Souls at this point. It's, it's really saying this is next gen in terms of graphics at this point. It's a combination, I think, of yeah, being first year of a of a new generation of consoles, and also global pandemic not helping yeah. either. I would say. And I do. But- I do wonder if at this point as well, Sony is maybe looking at the insane shortages. Like this console is pretty much impossible to get unless you've got your finger on the pulse or have a bot set up, I suppose. Mm. And I do wonder because yeah. like we've got the next big PS5 exclusive. I mean, is Returnal? PS5 only? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it on I PS4 think so. as well? Because that see. might be the next one, but like, I think the big next big Sony one really is Ratchet in June. Yeah. Is that going to PS4? It's not, is it? No, I think it's only... That's PS5. I no, think it specifically Ratchet's uses PS5. the SSD for its like rifts. Yep. Like it's, yeah, it's portals and stuff. Yep. I gotta yeah. Tell Returnal, you that. Returnal is PlayStation 5 there exclusive. If mm-hmm. Sony is thinking about that though... Then do something about I know, right? the bots and the scalpers. Like if they are looking at that and going, ah, oh, you know, people can't get consoles, and it's because of that to some degree. Make it so it's a, you know, there's a ballot system. It's a. But at the end per- of the day, they're a business and they're still making the money. They don't. But that's why I mean, though, if from. it's if it's changing how they're releasing their their titles, though, if it's affecting their release schedule because of that, yeah, right, okay. Unless they think it's unless you're suggesting it's affecting them in a positive way, it's like we have to release release games as often because they're just not out there at this point. I mean, then sure. But if it's a shortage thing because of the hardware, which seems to be a part of it as well, is in actually manufacturing it is a problem. Then they it can't seems control like, that. Yeah, definitely yeah. part of it. Yeah, I think it's yeah something something to do with parts. I saw an article about like yeah. it's one of the chips is particularly hard to get. I think yeah. it's an AMD problem or something. Oh, I can't remember. And I'm not yeah. sure if it's even a, like it might even be a part that sort of shared with because the Xbox is equally as hard to get to be honest. Yes. Like, cannot find a Series X anywhere. So, again, it's it's just a this awful combination of of new hardware with a global pandemic has just mm-hmm. been a disaster. And yeah. and that's that's where I, I I come in and I it's it's great weather for PS5, but it is it, I do agree with you a bit when I see these big fancy like when I played um when I played Astro Bot, and it was using like the Dual Sense and it's like. Sony's own HD rumble and the adaptive triggers was just amazing. And mm. I'm so excited to see more of this in the future. But yeah, it does seem like we will be waiting a bit before a lot of these specific games come out. It's where I've been weirdly lucky in my laziness or my lack of ability to get to games as often as I should like. Because I just get to catch up now. In this lull period, I'm playing through Spider-Man. I'm playing through yeah. Control. God of War's lined up. Like, all these sorts of things are ready for me to go. And you're playing the uh, best versions of those games. And I'm playing the best versions yeah. of them. But this is the case. This is so often the case as a gamer, right? If you can hold out a year or two, you will not just get, you know, at a cheaper price. You'll get the complete edition, which includes the DLC and has all the patches and doesn't have the bugs that are there day one. Like, yeah. It pays off sometimes to just not need to be there day one. And I apart think- from getting the console day one, I am absolutely benefiting from that because you guys are seeing this lull and going, where's the games? And I'm like, here's my chance to catch up. And that's just complete fluke. That's just well, luck. I think too, like, yeah, I think you're right. I, I'm going to try, I, I think I'm going to make a conscious effort this year to try and not have to jump into every new thing that's out like stuff that i'm really excited for like oh, there are know. some games you can't not get final fantasy 7 remake i was never not getting day one in fact day negative 14 or whatever it was yeah. when it came out for us <laughs> yeah before the official release date basically N- nearly a full year but something like strike it like persona 5 strikers i'm like well it's 
it's a new Persona game that's been out in Japan for a, a year. I'm like, that's kind of my shit. I want that now, so I'm gonna get that day one. Yeah, but I'm gonna try and be a little bit more. I guess I that this year I'm com- I'm I've decided I'm committing to Yakuza. I'm I'm gonna do the back catalog thing with Yakuza this year. So that's I, cool. I'm committing to a Yakuza a year because those games are time sinks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, well, you mentioned before Astrobot. Is there anything else like PS5 wise? Uh, just in terms of the hardware itself. Because I feel like... Uh, you're, the, you're trying the... to say the controller and the answer... Yes, DualSense is the other thing that stands out as being like a generational leap. Which the controller... Thought... Yes, go yeah, on. Yeah, well, John. I thought too, if you want, if we... Uh, it might be a good way to talk about that by discussing mm-hmm. um, AstroBot. Uh, um, Astro's Playroom as well. Yeah, Astro, AstroBot's is... Playroom, which is a pack-in game... I don't know if it's pre-installed or it's just waiting for you to install. I think it's pre-installed on the system. I think it is. I think when I when I got my PS5, it just had a patch, but otherwise it was. Pretty I think much I think you're right. Um, yeah. I've never been one to play PlayStation packing games necessarily, but hearing a lot of positive buzz about it, I jumped in. First thing I did when I got the game, I've since completed and platinumed it. It's not a hard platinum. It took me like seven or eight hours or something like that. It is a showpiece for the DualSense first and foremost. That's its function. It's there to right. make you go, here's all the things the DualSense can do. It's rumble features, um, HD rumble you might call it, or haptic feedback. The triggers in particular, um, what do they call that? Is that haptic feedback or what do they call that one? The Just adapt- the tension. The, the, the adaptive, adaptive triggers. triggers. Yeah. Thank you very much. Then you've got the trackpad and you've got the motion sensing, which has been in a lot of controllers ever since PS3, basically, and the Wii. But the um, the... The adaptive triggers, I think, are the real standout and the yeah. HD rumble, basically. Um, and this this game is not just a great showpiece for that. That is a Nintendo-worthy platformer. It really on an is. On aesthetic level, on a, a level design level, on a controls, like they're just playing Astro Bot is like a butter. It is, ju- is satisfying the whole way through. I loved this game. I This is one of the best platformers I've played in years um, and is definitely Nintendo worthy, like Mario worthy. I just want more of this and it's an absolute must play. Do not delete this thing off your PS5 when you first get it. Don't think it's just shovelware they put on there to, you know, to have something in there for value. It is worth your time. It's so good. It seems to be the general consensus from everyone who has a PS5 is like, no, this is, this is a legitimate game. This is not, like you said, not only a showpiece for, the console and and the controller but also it's fun <laughs> and it's oh it's a incredibly fun yeah so um, and I, a sony nostalgia trip as well if you're a sony see, fan that's what i love about it the most honestly just like right getting all those weird consoles and attachments and that i'm like i kind of wish nintendo would be as willing to do something similar just like mm-hmm. capitalize on my dedication I mean, they kind of, that's what Smash Brothers is. Yeah. Especially if you think of Melee and stuff like that when you're getting trophies and stuff like mm. that. Like, it is of a similar ilk. Trophies and stuff. Stickers, <laughs> stickers are great, and I get why they didn't want to bring the trophies back, but. Um, sure. Yeah. I think the, the thing for me that surprised me, I didn't realize how many Sony properties I actually gave a shit about. Because Nintendo, it's easy to go. Zelda, Mario, Metroid, blah, 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 right? You can Thank you name for the, them. Uh, for, like, for, for name dropping Metroid. They're the, they're, they're the big three. They're the big three. We all know it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I wish sometimes, I Ninten- sometimes <laughs> Nintendo doesn't. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I appreciate it. Happy Nintendo anniversary. 
does a better job of celebrating its characters and its mascots overall. And the funny thing is, it's like playing this game. I think someone was talking about this on another podcast. When the PlayStation All-Stars game came out on the PS3, was it? Yeah. yeah. It was like, it really felt like, geez, you're really stretching things, guys, to, to get this to work. But now I legitimately think they could do it again between newest version of Kratos and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Astrobot and like Spider-Man if you want to maybe because he's a Sony character at you the moment. You have Hunter from Bloodborne. Hunter from Bloodborne. Yes. Like there is, I think there's enough there with real affection and fandom behind it and legacy in terms of the quality of its titles. Drake, I oh, he was already in the he last one, in, I think. But, but it's, you could it's put not still. Joel in from Last of Us. You could put yeah, Joel. Exactly. It, could yeah. be, it would be horrifying. <laughs> God. Oh, but you, you could legitimately do that now and I think you would actually have a decent roster, not yeah. just like, oh, I guess that counts as a Sony title. I, I guess they're, they're a Sony exclusive character. Um, yeah, I was surprised by how much I cared about what I was playing. It's because uh, that's one of the things I have actually played. I played it at your house, Broad, very, mm-hmm. very, like for about four, three or four minutes or so. Um, and just to get a feel for the controller and see it. But even in that short amount of time of playing Astrobot, um, just the amount of those references, I was like, oh, mm. shit. Oh, cool. Oh, that's neat. Oh, it was, there was at least five or six of them that I saw. Um, and yeah, some really, really great ones as well. Seeing these little robots reenacting, like the one I've seen that, that sort of freaks me out the most is like uh, the little pyramid head one. Pyramid Head's mm-hmm. horrifying, man. It's just like, so God. That, that's the part that got me as well. I loved how many of them were like, you know, Sony things like The Hunter from Bloodborne and all that and Horizon Zero Dawn. But like seeing the ones that were like loosely Sony, like Pyramid yeah. Head, yeah. like um, uh, Alucard in his coffin. There was a good snake one. There's a snake um, one, yeah, in, his, in, in the box. Um, what else was that? I really liked the, I love the Heavy Rain one. Like heaps. that is a really good one. That's possibly my favorite one as well. In terms of just that little animation, yeah, only lasts a second, but it's so cute. And you get your trophy. But it's called Jason. That's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I again, so much of Astrobot, as well as you said, Brod, is an amazing platformer. But the way it sort of feeds into that nostalgia is just great with the Sony ridiculous like PlayStation list of like peripherals and consoles and all that sort of stuff. Some of it you look at, you're like, oh man, I remember the multi tap. Or like <laughs> the PS2 network adapter, like all oh, this insane God. stuff that you've that's distant past now, but it's just weirdly nostalgic seeing it again. And I didn't even realize how much nostalgia I really had for PlayStation stuff until I saw it here. I was yeah, like, that, oh wow, that's exactly how I felt. The one that got me, I think, was the PS1, as in the PS O N E, oh, the, like the, the travel screen. Oh but, yeah, but the screen for it you could get, right. so you could play it in the car or whatever. Um, because we never, I don't think I ever had that. I was like, that's what I want. I want to be able to play my PlayStation wherever I go. Yeah, that's the dream. Now we have the Switch. We live in the future, yeah, have, baby. Yeah, like it's 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 a, that's a reality. Like I loved mm-hmm. when you finished each a lot of the um because all, all the worlds were sort of like single platform focused, mm-hmm. and like when you get to the end of some of those worlds, like in particular, I remember remember getting to the end of the PS3 one and feeling weirdly nostalgic for it's like the the it, seeing it's like splash screen in the background and of like the skybox with the weird oh. like orchestra startup. I'm like, oh, the PS3. What a disaster, but I loved you so much. Yeah. I reckon for me, that's the PS2. That console oh, was man. magic on startup with like the blue, like QB things yes. in the background. And like, man, that was, that was a good console, the PS2. It was. 
PS2 and GameCube, two of my like favorite console startups. <laughs> yeah, that was a good generation for startups. It good really point. Was. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it is, it is really proving ground for the DualSense, which has been a great controller. I've really loved it. Um, the particularly the yeah the triggers and the rumble features, but the um, I also like the little mute button on there as well. The fact that I don't have to put my headset in to to chat with people as well is really good. That's a really cool have a little feature. On it. Although I have heard it has been an issue for Destruction All Stars, but I think it's been patched in uh, patched out now. Um, they should just patch the game off their console. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is a bit of a tease there. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, shall we move on to uh, another game from your list, Brian? Sure. Do you want to talk the part? Talk the pathless. Kind of. Have you talked about the pathless at all on the? I only spoke about it in my game of the year list, so I am happy to sort yep. of dig into that game a bit. You, you, you. Tee it up. You know more about the developers than I do. Okay. So yeah. So obviously, the pathless is the newest game from Giant Squid. Who of course made Abzu before that, but even before then, a lot of some of the developers who were on the, the Giant Squid team did come from that game company. Who of course made Journey, my probably my still my favorite independent game of all time. Just a game I can sit down, play my in the night, the year, that year. feel like every emotion across the spectrum, and then be mm-hmm. like, oh, I feel so full. Um, yeah. So when I when I heard they were doing another game. Because obviously I also played Abzu, and even though I know it gets sometimes reduced a lot to Underwater Journey. Look, it's not an unfair comparison. But when I saw they were doing a new, another game in the Pathless and also had Austin Wintery back, I was like, well, mm-hmm. I really have to play it. But I wanted to wait for the PS5. And yeah, lo and behold, I actually managed to get one. So I was actually able to enjoy it as I wanted to. And yeah, it's it made it onto my list and I played it really late. But mm-hmm. it's just the way it sort of stays true to a lot of the... the, the uh, I don't know, the, the vibe, the feeling of those other games that they've made, whilst also being willing to sort of step further in the gameplay direction and bring in more elements and sort of throw aside any of those, you know, dismissals you would get sometimes where it's like, well, what do you do? You just sort of walk around and you you look at stuff. It's like, well, yeah, okay, but there's more to it than that. And sort of, all of those games were like, you take away from it what you're willing to sort of learn from it. And this still has that, but it also has really sweet archery mechanics that I loved. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good mix of, as you said, adding more actual, actual quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to, I don't want to demise you because I love doing it as well. Absolutely, I yeah. have and I haven't actually played Abzu though. I do own it. Go on sale or something like that. Maybe it was PS. Plus, it was a plus game at one point. I think game. that's yeah. probably how I have it. Um, but adding a bit more like game into the game, I think, has been a good thing. The it does still have obviously the Austin Wintery soundtrack. It looks beautiful as their games always seem to do. Um, I, for the most part, enjoyed it. I found myself... I, I felt like the game really got good after sort of the f- at the end of maybe during the second area, if that makes sense, in terms of it took a while to really get a freedom of movement because you start oh, very okay. limited. The whole game yeah. is about like expanding your ability to get... Right. To, to, to traverse, essentially. And maybe it's partly as I was upgrading as well as I was getting better at playing the game and better at moving and through the world... But as it, uh, the enjoyment level only got higher and higher and higher as I was playing the game, I thought. It does sort of have this weird way of being about f- f- like free-flowing movement and then making you stop to do a puzzle, though. Yeah. Which can be a little bit like... Uh, it's like it's Jarring. fighting against itself sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little bit of a juxtaposition there, which I didn't always love about it, but I enjoyed the puzzles for what they were. Although I did think there was a lack of... Uh, variety. They seem to either be 
move things into a certain position to then fire an arrow at them to hit a target or like find a thing so you can put on a switch to open the door to fire a thing in it. Like there was only so many different versions in there. That being said, I'm being hypercritical of it. I completed it and platinumed it. So like I went all the way with this game. It was certainly enjoyable as an experience, even if I thought it was like could have done a bit more to mesh the different gameplay elements together into something that felt or flowed a little bit better. I don't know if you felt the same way at all, Karen. Um, I definitely see what you're saying about the puzzles. I I do sort of agree that there was only a few different kinds, but Mm. the way I sort of found a counter to that when I was playing it was a lot of them were pretty small and... Yeah, they don't take too long. Exactly. So usually I I sort of compared it to how I would play Breath of the Wild where I'll just be sort of skiing through the world and be like, there's a little distraction. I'll go do that and then I'll go on about my business. Except unlike fucking Korok Seeds, I didn't want to, you know, tear the game apart and just be done with it. But um, <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely only had a few different, like, you know, different kinds of puzzles, but uh, they were just scattered out enough for me to not sort of get bored of it. And you can engage with as many as you want. There's only a, a few set ones that you have to do. That's a really good point, actually, though. The game, because the traversal and how you move is such a big part of it, the shooting, the different like symbols to get your speed up to sort of keep you flowing and moving and then your jump mechanic with the the eagle friend best companion of 2020 <laughs> 100% who doesn't love a bird companion oh the bit where you get to where you have to like take the don't want to spoil yeah. things you have to like clean it yeah oh, love it love it always love it little things like that that make you form a connection yeah, with man. another character it and goes get, a long, and long, you get long that way. bird hug and it's just so it's so wholesome i love it it is lovely well, it is lovely but the exploration is the big, in, most enjoyable thing about this game. So when you find a secret or you find um, something that tells you a little bit more about the world or you find a little bit of more lore or whatever it might be, that's the bit that sort of pulled me through the game most of all. And it's there's no map. There's no like checkpoints or um, waypoints or anything like that. There are ways of sort of when you have enough um, verticality in particular of sort of figuring out where places you might want to go look are but it's vague enough that you still have to do the work you it's hard to pinpoint like it really makes you need to explore the area soundly to find things yeah thank goodness yeah go on go i think that was definitely a focus the developers mentioned leading into the game as well they wanted to sort of make this open world and not have it be too overwhelming so that you would have to sort of pause, open your map, zoom out and be like, all right, mm-hmm. where was a over there? Cool, drop a marker on it. It does sort of feel a bit, you get, like you get to do it a bit more naturally. Like you find high Definitely. ground, you find your objective. And usually like, depending on what sort of environment you're on, you can even, you get to string across the arrow shots to sort of get some mm-hmm. airtime as you head towards it as well. Especially later in the game when it opens up more. The thing it would always make you do is go... I wonder if I can get up there. Yeah, and usually you can. try. And most of the time you could. Sometimes, I mean, the further you got in the game and the more sort of abilities you got, the easier it got to get anywhere in the game. But often it's like, I reckon I can make this work. If I can do this one, then this one, yeah. and then I can use this as a ramp, and then I can like, you'd find a way to get where you need to go. Like that um, was always very um, rewarding as well. So yeah, you, you were mentioning before about how like, you know, the little bits of lore and things like that. Did you play Horizon Zero Dawn? Not yet. Okay. It's on my list. It's on. Yeah. Is Horizon on the PS collection? I think it is. I own it. If I, I if not, I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. But yeah, I don't know if it is. Actually, Isn't I don't think it? it is. I think I've kept the disc for that reason. I haven't traded that one in because okay. I trade all the ones in that are there for free. That's fair. <laughs> That's, That's fair. totally fair, man. You may as well yeah. while you can. Hundred percent. Before PS4 um, games stop being accepted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Uh, yeah, because Horizon does not so much with the main narrative of things, but like with its world building and stuff like that, it does reward you and for exploring and um and finding cool. these little bits of lore about where it's set and what has happened and yeah so yeah that just reminded me of that then so and because i have i have i've kind of not purposely gone dark on this game to um because i do want to play it um but i'm waiting till i get it because i could play on the ps4 but i want to play it on the ps5 i think it's probably the best call to do that I mean, um, Journey, I like Journey and Abzu did similar things with the, like, you know, you would go out of your way and find bits and pieces about the world, but usually it was, yeah. like, in the form of, like, a mural, and you would sort of have to interpret it, whereas this one sure. does have some more sort of traditional, like, you read a note, and you can sort of right. try to piece this story together from there. But there was there was visual cues to there that was. as well. Like, yeah. Um, and it wasn't just in terms of, like, a mural or a statue. It was, like, something's destroyed here, or this used to be a village, or, like, you could sort of start to piece together what had gone on the different sorts of bodies and stuff that were around yeah absolutely um yeah it was one of my favorite parts of horizon was that kind of stuff um sure really enjoyed that so that's got me very excited to play this even more so um immediately after finishing the pathless i started playing spider-man remastered that's where i was going next i was gonna swing into that one um Uh, whoa well done well done (laughs) Uh, which uh, the trend I've come to is that most of these games I'm talking about, I have completed and platinum. For some reason, I've decided I'm on a platinum spree. Don't ask me why. It just I, mostly it's because I was having a lot of fun with the games. So I just want to keep playing them. I do think the, the PS5 dangles those trophies in front of you as well. You, I yeah. feel I'm just, I, sometimes I'll just open the menu. I'm like, I'm so close to that trophy though. Yeah. <laughs> I just go, let's go get it. Let's do it. Spider Man's a fun platinum as well. It is. It is a, it's yeah, a, it's it was. A, it's a very fun platinum. Um, Definitely. Until you start trying to do the new ones, because they've added some. They added oh, some. Right. Yeah. Um, like new game plus ones. You have to finish on new game plus as well. Finish on ultimate difficulty. Um, then there's also you can do the DLCs and do their platinums as well. Yep. It went on. So you've played through. You've played through the the main story and the DLC as well. Yes. Yes. Yes, I have. Kind the DLC played- was fine. It was fine. It's a nice little like add-on story as a whole yeah. as well and probably having the benefit of being able to like essentially binge it is probably because i did the same thing i put it this way i think i would have enjoyed it more if i because it's my own fault right because i felt like i needed to do it before i started miles morales yeah so i'm just gonna finish all of it i wish i'd come back to it later when i was just feeling like the spider-man itch i can yep. imagine it would have been great bits and pieces coming out after you finished the game when it originally released or in between waiting for Miles Morales, or after Miles Morales even going, geez, I really want to go back and play some more Spider-Man. I should play those DLCs I haven't played. Um, The way I played it was a slight mistake. I kind of wish that um, the end of that DLC played into, like, like the the way that that DLC ends, I kind of wanted that to be where Miles picked off, um, picked up. It kind of did. It, it they does, did but not in the way that I wanted it to. They did tee up, Miles. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. The, there's the specific way I wanted it to happen. I was like... Oh, that'd be awesome. But it kind of does in a way, but not really. Um, um, but generally, my takeaway is if I had played Spider-Man when it came out on the PS4, it probably would have been my game of the year that year. I don't always love open world games. I can find them mm. a little bit overwhelming because there's like the map full of checkpoints and stuff like that yep. can sort of drive me a little bit insane. And I'm not always the best person with a... Th- for a 3D when there's 
there's a lot of like different things to do in a in a certain scenario with Spider-Man in terms of the combat is very fast and frenetic. It's reflexes and knowing the right thing to do, which, you know, there's lots of different moves to do. You can uppercut somebody into the air and do aerial combat. You can bring them to the ground or swing them into each other and all that sort of stuff. And a million gadgets and stuff like that. I'm not always great with complex stuff. I'm more of like a Mario platformer. You throw a fireball or you jump on their head and that's about as, as complex as it gets. Right. You figure out environmental puzzles and you move on. Great at that stuff. When it gets fast and frenetic, I can get kind of lost sometimes. Mm-hmm. At first, I was struggling a bit. The first like section with Fisk Tower, I was like, I know this tutorial, but I'm not keeping up with you. I kept playing right. and eventually I really found the flow and it introduced you know, new gadgets at just the right pace that um, I was able to keep up with it then. And I completely, completely fell in love with this game as I went further and further into it to the point where I was not moving on through the story stuff until I was doing all the side objectives um, and getting mm-hmm. all those little things off the map, et cetera, et cetera. The traversal in this game, I know everyone's talked about this a million times before. But fuck, man, this game is fun to just move around this map. Absolutely. Like swinging through the streets. I was barely using the um, the fast travel, fast travel. as I needed to, even yep. though it was instantaneous on the PS5. Um, yeah, it was it's, just so much fun. It's, yeah, like, they just... That's the one thing you have to get right with a Spider-Man game, is, like, mm. you have to get that feeling of, of swinging through the city. Like, if you get that right, everything else essentially is a bonus. Like, it's... Um, and, like, knowing going into it, knowing that Insomniac was going to be doing like it was going to be making this game. Um, I'd played just recently played uh, sunset overdrive mm-hmm. and that game also has it's just this really great feeling of like locomotion through the stages and, and the world uh, and in more so of like a Tony Hawk kind of way, like trying to find the best line through things. Cause it's all about like, like, or like rollerblading and stuff like that in a way. Yeah. Um, but knowing that they had that, like the ability to make that flow so well and, and then flow from that straight into combat and then back out of it again. Flow um, flow is the word. Flow mm-hmm. is the word, I think, for the entire thing. Whether it's in combat, it's that flow of like dodging and attacking and using your, your um, gadgets, or it's flow as you're swinging and getting, you know, releasing at the right time and then doing a bit of a dive to get your speed up and then swing again and then zipping to a thing and then, you're using your fast jump off it to keep that speed and momentum going. It's all about flow. And it just became a game. That's why I platinum. It's why I played all the DLC. It's why I went straight into Miles Morales. I just wanted to keep that going because it was just so satisfying from the second to second, moment to moment. I was always having a good time with that game. Yep, absolutely. Uh, in terms of the story, what did you think about the... Really, really liked the story a lot. Yeah. Um, didn't love the sections where I wasn't Peter Parker or Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Well, hey, to be fair, you weren't you weren't the Peter Parker we played as, though. That's, that's also true. very true. Yeah, different you're, Peter you're... Parker. It is weird going back in because afterwards I went back and started watching some cutscenes of the other Peter, and so I'm completely just completely attached to this Peter, the PS5 Peter. So yeah, because I, I look at him, I'm like, that's not it's not my Peter. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I look at the other one, I'm like, oh, he's too conventional and clean. I much <laughs> prefer my PS5 Peter. Um, but that's just that's just the one you start with, right? Yeah. Yeah, it I, it's yeah the, your first love. Yeah, is, first is, love, is, exactly yeah. right. Um, uh, I love the performances. I love the facial animation stuff like that. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I just 
I love that ultimately this and Miles Morales are both very personal stories, ultimately. Mm -hmm. You can imagine a lot of Spider-Man games just have this extraterrestrial or otherworldly threat that he has to deal with. It doesn't really have a personal stakes or impact on the character Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man has to fight bad guy. Yep. Here's how we make this game interesting by having these mechanics that are introduced by having it... It could be a a Venom thing or whatever, right? And then you play through that game and it's at the end of it. This is very invested in the, in the storytelling as mm-hmm. much as anything. It could easily have been uh, a Spider-Man movie and it would have been satisfying. It probably is more satisfying than multiple Spider-Man films. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it does that, it does that, that Marvel movie spectacle in terms of, like, those story beats and stuff still hit really well because the performance is really good and because mm-hmm. it's it's earned it in a way. Like, it, yeah, you definitely. do when you get to those parts, you feel like... The game has earned that moment, and you go, "Oh, cool! I'm I'm dying on the inside." Sometimes, even but- if you can see it coming, because you know things about Spider-Man lore, it doesn't matter. It still breaks your heart because you watched it unfold before you. Yeah, the they, way they, it did. They do it in interesting ways, like because I know, yeah. yeah, we don't have a character you mean, and like, yeah. as soon as you meet him, you're like, "Okay, well, look, I know where this is going." But- <laughs> They, they I wasn't tell, sure it was going to happen it. this game, though. Right? Yes, that's I fair, didn't. I, guess. I really didn't think it was this game, and partly it was because. What thinking back now to like the PlayStation conference like demos they did, they demoed two of the three biggest set pieces of this game. Right? I deeply, deeply, deeply regret the Spider-Man trailer that that I watched, but I could have avoided. But I was just like, oh, you know, Sony's put out a new Spider-Man trailer. Let's just watch it. And it was it's did the give away breakout. the end villain. No, oh, yeah, oh, no, the breakout. It's the yeah. It, did, it saved yeah. you the, the the like villain reveal, but when you saw yes. every other bad guy, you're like. All right, yeah. I know who the missing one is. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that Why was a bit. This? Yeah, that that sucked. That, that that whole like gameplay demo that they showed it was like. Oh, that's right. it was oh, a whole demo like as part- well. Oh. It was a demo. That's what I'm talking that's, about. Yeah, there was, it was there was two. Demo. There yeah. was the one with the helicopter chase sequence at the end of, or oh, just before the end of Act One. Mm-hmm. So that was another, fine. I didn't mind that one. That was the one where everyone got worried about because of all the QTE stuff. But honestly, no. in game, it was fine. Like it's no, fine. No, it wasn't a problem. It doesn't happen that often, and when it happens, it naturally makes sense. It's yeah, it's perfect. And then the second one was that one, which I was like, I kept waiting. It's like, when's this going to happen? And it happens at the very end of Act yeah, Two. Yeah, it's so late. Like, okay. <laughs> yep. Um, Why'd you show that? There is. Why some, did you show that? There is some great, like, there's still some amazing parts post that as well. That used oh, there to are. Do with that, but oh, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I kind of I love that because I remember seeing that part of a game. I mean, maybe not. I won't spoil it openly. But being like, man, like we're kind of heading into the third act here, and you just introduced a bunch of villains. How's this going to work? And I love that they paired them up. And yep. It made yes, those fights a smart. lot of fun to do. They Definitely. were, yeah, super fun. Um, and it meant they were still very character driven because you had those those villains playing off each other as exactly. well, and, they and had bouncing unique off of sort of Peter Parker. Yeah, it was there, great. Um, Definitely, this is probably a good segue into it as well. But there's a, a nice little like uh, reference to that whole thing uh, with uh, Miles Morales as well. One of the challenges in Miles Morales, um, that you have to do is it's one of Peter's combat challenges. Oh, the final yeah, yeah, Peter's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter's the final very combat final challenge. Final one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is I thought was great too, the way that it's presented as well. Because um, let's segue into that then. I, I did was gonna say yeah. Then go to after doing the DLC, which was fine, moved yep. into Miles Morales and uh, a very worthy half sequel, <laughs> we'll call it. Miles yep. plays one just five, differently yeah. enough to be worthy of a full game of his own, I think, mm-hmm. which is good. 
I think minute to minute, the enemies were more interesting than they were in Spider-Man. Yeah. They were particularly um, the underground ones. I quite liked. They were yeah. much more mobile than most of the enemies in the original Spider-Man. Um, just the, like the grunt type enemies. Especially I just like towards, the design and stuff. Towards the end of like the, the original Spider-Man as well, like they... You were just fighting, like... Um, I was just mostly fighting military. I was fighting yeah, thugs. Like, yeah. you were always sort of fighting those sorts of characters, I felt. And they just got more armoured up, I think. Am I forgetting something in particular here? I don't, I don't, no, I don't think no, so. No, I'm trying to think of the... I'm trying to think of the name of, like, the... The enemy, like, the types the of... The Silver Sable stuff. Yeah, like, there all, was the, all Those the, ones. They were just crew. military with lasers. Exactly. Yeah. Just, like, fancy And then you weapons. had the escaped prisoners. Yeah. The Rikers, the, the, the Batman, mates, yeah. the, the, the Batman villains, exactly. Yep. As in, yeah, 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 the, those are the prisoners, and that was kind of it. it. They mm-hmm. didn't really get much more interesting than that, and these aren't that far removed. No, but they were a bit more mobile, which was really helpful. I think um, it wasn't that just armored up. They were more complex in how they moved. They followed me around better, etc. So I liked that about it as well. Um, I really love the the neighborhood focus on. Yes. Ian Miles Morales. You were saying about how on Harlem in particular. Yeah, you were saying about how like both these games, but you were talking about Spider Man being like you know personal stories. Like this one takes that even like more personal because it brings it into this whole like yeah neighborhood. And there's that that one part like at the, again without spoiling or anything like that. But there's one that one part to the towards point, the end. That yeah, just... I'd almost argue I, maybe it's because of the recency bias of just having played the first one. I kind of wish it didn't feel quite so similar in that yeah. regard. It has slightly different angle, mm-hmm. but it still emotionally pays off really well. Yes, in that, and they don't bury the lead for too long either. No. I'm like, yeah, hmm. don't want to give away spoilers. Of course, yeah. I th- uh, in yeah. fact, if any, you might even argue it's more successful because they get more time to explore that sort of stuff with the character, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Over, I think it's. I, I think I like the side characters more in Miles in Miles Morales as well. Yeah. I like Yankee. Oh, yeah, I've he's got so a bit great. of a crush on his mum. Oh yeah, she's amazing. She's yeah, she's great. Uh, and yeah, yeah and even like the, the people that work at Feast as well, like mm. um, the, all the volunteers at Feast that uh, you sort of interact with are great as well. Um, yeah, I. I, I, I this game's I really enjoy Miles. It was, that's why I put it so high. I'm like as high as it is on my list. So, um, I, I I would compare it favorably to Spider Man, the original one. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I think it's superior. Mm-hmm. In that, I think its shorter runtime is actually better. It cuts some of the fat. Yes, it cuts the extra character gameplay moments, which I was very happy about. Yes. Didn't need any of that. It's more focused generally. It actually took me about as long to replay through New Game Plus, though, for some reason. Okay. If you just mainline, it's about as long. It just seems to have less side mission stuff. At least that's what it felt like for me. Because I haven't done that yet because I'm I'm going to do that on when I get a PS5. I'm going to wait lo- to do my Platinum run on that. I really like New York City during the wintertime. Yes. Yes. So great. I think I prefer Miles overall as a character. I like Peter a lot, don't get me wrong, but we've seen Peter a lot. I think yep. Miles is refreshing, just different enough. I like his perspective on being the Spider-Man and that story for him in this. I think I slightly prefer playing as Peter, mostly because I prefer his gadgets. Okay. One of the things That's I fair. desperately, desperately missed in Miles Morales was the ability to just do instant web against a wall. You're incapacitated. Right. Okay. 
Because he oh, it's like it's, the, the web bomb one or the there's the web, there's the web bomb which will get like a bunch of it at once, and there's yeah. the one that's oh, the just like impact web. Yep. Impact web, which is like boom, and it shoots them into the wall, and they stick there. That is a great one. Yeah, I, and so yeah. that's just you. If you're entering and there's ten people, like there's some people that won't work on, but if you just get the the, the mainline grunts first, you go boom, 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 and like you've got like five of those things, five yep. of them against the wall, and you've just like halved the difficulty of that fight instantly just by being smart about it. I loved playing as Peter for that. I really missed it in Miles Morales. That's why I prefer Peter. I just found like the combat and because it was eight different gadgets and lots to use, I felt that like moving from takedown to takedown, which got me some ammo back, which meant I could use a gadget again, like doing those waves upon waves upon waves, like base battles was, I just, I got into a, like the flow I kept talking about. I got into an incredible flow with Peter. The Venom stuff with Miles is cool, but I didn't find it as effective overall. So it's Personally. interesting. I I I was I was sort of the opposite in a way because like I used there sure. were a few of the gadgets that I would like default to basically like mm-hmm. Impact Web was like my go to weapon basically my go to gadget, um, but for the most part unless I had to I didn't use a whole lot more. Maybe right. the the trip mine ones as well just because it was fun um, and for challenges and stuff. But whereas with Miles I felt like the Venom stuff flowed a lot better for me. Like it was a mm-hmm. Again, like you were saying about trimming that fat, I, I feel like it wasn't necessarily fat, all those gadgets. Uh, it was just for me personally, I just like having that like really drilled down gameplay loop of like for mm-hmm. each combat scenario. See, part um, of that for me, I think, came from the fact that because I played Spider-Man so long ago, I sort of came into Miles and honestly, I completely forgot Impact Web existed. Like I forgot about most of those gadgets and maybe that's why I didn't notice such a big discrepancy in on that I- front. I just, I, because I got really good at using the gadgets in general. Yeah. Like See, doing, doing some, them, really. doing some of the side stuff, mm. um, screwball in particular. Oh, there's yeah. a couple of, there's a couple mm. of challenges which actually teach <laughs> you how to use them a bit better. So, yeah. for instance, learning how to web everyone with a web bomb and then use the like the shooter that makes everyone just go like like just like an air blast away from you will make all of them stick against a wall and that's super effective to do yeah. that right so when yep. you've got those two lined up you do a web bomb then you go, and you'll get rid of five enemies at once i did so it that. taught me yeah it taught me so when i went new game plus i'd already done that stuff and i'd done a build with my peter where it was like i get every time i use a gadget i was getting more whatever that like bar he fills up is like which allowed me to do a takedown yeah and every time i did a takedown i was getting ammo back so it was like this back and forth that was happening where it just became like a dance where it was like do a takedown get some ammo do the ammo use the ammo get more thing to do takedown do a takedown and like again the flow like the build i had was just so smooth that when i went through a new game plus it was just like butter it was so good where i didn't quite get that way with Miles, and the 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 problem was that his gadgets kind of suck. Like yeah, like that's fair. The, that's fair. The drone, the VR drone thingies suck. Yeah. I didn't never use them. Yep. Ah, uh, what else did he have? the The mines are good in stealth scenarios, but that's it. Yeah. And then I'm the other one was like the thing that pulls them all together, which was helpful for sort of like crowd control. But oh, that was it. That was my favorite thing to do to like if if I needed to initiate <laughs> combat, like just going. Sucker in and Venom, bang, 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 bang. And like, just to like... That's a pretty smart way of using it. Like you were saying oh, about... The, like the Venom launcher. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like that was bring my everyone go-to in and then just, yeah, just blend everyone up for a little bit and see who survives and then just take it from there. It's um, also possible I put myself at a disadvantage in Miles where 
I wasn't using all his slots effectively because two of them were taken up by using the Spider-Verse stuff. Oh, yeah. no, I did the same thing, yeah. yeah I, how I could, can you I play the game the without thing. that? That's what I want to know. know. Like, yeah. I know. Why would you? New um, Game Plus, I tried some different suits just because I was like, I did the whole game through. There <laughs> is some great suits in it as well, actually. There like, is, yeah. The really Daft Punky suits. one I really like. Yes. I, that was. Daft Punk. I think I ended up... You know, God, you made me sad. Um, uh, yeah, I use. I think I use that toward like for the end of the game. I th- I decided to switch it up, and then I ended up going to end game, and I was like, oh well, fuck. Um, I'm here now, uh, finishing the game. Uh, also, I I, I really liked uh, Troy Baker's villain performance in this as well. Yeah, he was cool. He's great. Okay, so uh, finally, or we're gonna round out uh, uh, Brod's. Uh, mixed bag of games uh by Bro- talking Bron's about quest log Bron's quest log yeah uh Bron by talking over. about hunting seasons takes over <laughs> yeah. options yeah but it's so fun though like i do love getting a perspective because i know you're not as you're not as you know you don't have as much time to play as many games so it's just so mm-hmm. always so fascinating to get your takes on a lot of this stuff that was yes, like even though we yeah. played it two years ago i'm always happy to talk about so many of these games, especially the one you're yes. going to bring up next, but I'll have to yeah. restrain myself on a lot. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. Uh, which was my game of the year 2019 when it came out, uh, which is Control. Yes. Particularly Control Ultimate Edition, which yes. was a PS4, PS Plus uh, free game for PS5 and PS4 Such users. A gift. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, yeah, the, the upgrades to the PS5, mostly that being a stable frame rate and increased uh, reflections and graphical enhancements and stuff hey, like and, that. And your, and your footstep HD rumble. And the footstep HD rumble, which I almost feel like I need to turn the HD rumble down a little bit because it's pretty yeah. intense. It's quite, it's quite <laughs> instructive sometimes. Unlike the games I've mentioned so far, I'm still currently playing this game. I'm maybe somewhere around the halfway mark, maybe a little bit below, maybe a bit beyond that. Um, so I'm nowhere near finishing that one. It's another game from the PS4 I wanted to catch up on. Unlike Spider-Man, though, I always plan to wait for the PS5 upgrade. Good call. Because for the same reason I was talking about the Star Wars game, um, Fallen Order, because I knew it had problems bugs-wise. And so I was like, you know what? I'll wait. And then they announced the Ultimate Edition was coming, etc. And when it was announced for the PS Plus, I was like, well, this is obviously the time for me to play it. Mm -hmm. Visually stunning. Love the art style. Love the lighting, the reflective surfaces, the way the environment moves, etc. Really, really, really enjoying that. Just a beautiful and very unique game to be in. I like that from the original reveal. Um, it always was quite enticing. I'm enjoying being in this for that re- reason. I do tend to go between the 60 seconds and the um, the graphics modes when I'm this in This is the combat. one game I dip a bit as well because I just love yeah. those reflections so much. Exactly. So like it definitely looks better in performance mode, uh, sorry, in graphics mode and you notice it. But for combat, you want to be getting the 60 frames. So yeah. I sort of go back and forth depending what I'm doing at the time. Um, I just love the vibe of this game in terms mm-hmm. of like Absolutely. the dark yes. paranormal sci-fi mystery that also has a goofy sense of humor um i love the picking up the different files and documents stuff like that and reading through them um it happens so frequently though i kind of found myself like stopping every 10 seconds to read another document i'm like i'm losing my flow i need to save these and come back to them later but i (laughs) found them really really good the videos and stuff you pick up and all the the, i love those shout out to casper darling Who's yes. Darling? The, like the doctor that you, you've seen in a video. Oh, is that his name, is it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Dr. Darling. Yeah. He's amazing. Those, those live action 
um, yeah. cutscene things are so great. The fucking, the weird, like, Russian doll things freaking me the fuck out, whatever that kid's show is. That's weird. Don't like that. So fucked up, but I love it. Little bits of Lynch, <laughs> oh. like, scattered through this entire game. Just, like, little bits. So good. <laughs> oh. I mostly enjoy the combat. Okay. I think it's fun in a broad sense. It's very... What you do is very cool in terms of, like... What's the gun called? Well, which one? The grip is the base one. No, the, uh, the, the thing the itself. Gu- the service oh, weapon, I think. The service the, the, weapon, yeah, right. Yeah, the service yeah. weapon service is cool. Revolver, the way yeah. it changes forms. Using it as just a handgun. Using it as a shotgun. Um... There was another one, the sniper one, like the long range mm-hmm. one I've used. And I think I just got the machine gun, though I haven't used it yet. Is that s- um, spin? The spin, yeah. That's spin, the one I haven't yeah. got yet. Spin's my favorite, but that's because I, there's an ability to get later that I paired with it that ba- that made me so difficult to kill. Out of interest, <laughs> what were there two forms? Because you have two at a time you can switch between. Yes. What two did you ultimately end up with? Just so I, I should, o- sort of... I always kept grip. I always kept the, like, the base one. Keep just the base one. Yeah. I love having just that many like, ammo right, rounds in the clip. Yeah, it gives yeah. you a lot of options. But usually I would go between spin and sort of not so... I didn't do it as much on the PS4 one. I'm not sure if it's just because so often the frame rate would just... Dis, like I would be disengaged from combat. But on PS5, I'm using the sniper one more. Um, I forget its name. Sure. The one that you got to sort of focus on. or something, the, isn't it? Yeah. What's that? Is it like Pierce or something? Pierce, yeah. Might be Pierce, yeah. Yeah. It just got it's got good feedback and on the adaptive triggers as well. I really like the sensation. Like you know when to let go with the, the when as mm-hmm. it vibrates and then gets stronger. Mm-hmm. Then you're yeah, cool release and yeah. Again, I think the stable frame rate just actually makes that gun much more usable. Um, but like what I haven't necessarily been enjoying, I haven't always loved the different enemy types. I think they've maybe I haven't gotten far enough to the game where I found that interesting. They're usually just either just basic grunts or they're running at me to explode at me. And that's kind of been the most of it so far. There Maybe are I'm some waiting. annoying ones coming up, but right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> um, and like, but like doing things like picking things up with telekinesis and throwing across the room is always gonna be fun. And it's sort of like a bit like Spider Man. You're trying to find that flow between using your yes. gun, letting it reload, then you're gonna do some dodging and some, you know, throwing stuff across the room. That bit I am enjoying. I've gotten lost a couple of times. Um, where I thought I knew where the game wanted me to go, and then I'd go there, and then I'd either the enemies were way too strong for me, and I wasn't meant to be there yet, or I would, um, excuse me, my cat has decided to get on too. There we go. Um, <laughs> um, or the, or I thought I couldn't go past something. I thought I understood the rules of where I couldn't go, and then I honestly had to look up a walkthrough and like, oh, I didn't know I need, I could shoot those things and open up that gate. I yeah. missed something there. Sometimes a- it, it doesn't communicate things well sometimes and the map is yeah. so difficult to look at. It is it is improved on the PS5 it's better, version. Isn't it? Sure. Yeah. It was way worse on the on the um old version. But mm-hmm. yeah, I look, I even I was when I was playing that game, I would frequently just get lost. But at the same time, I kind of like that so much. Like, you know, in an office building, you're like, where am I going? Uh I'm going Okay, parapsychology, para the sign says that way, up yes. the stairs, all right. <laughs> Maybe I just need to try trust the signs more because I knew where the signs were telling me to go. It was just yeah. there's a big red barrier in my way that was telling me, don't yeah. go here. The last time you went near this, you died. Exactly. Right. And so I, I think it's it relishes, in, it relishes in being obtuse in oh, multiple, a multitude of ways. And I think it's probably one of them. Like, even just from the, the opening of that game. Oh, that's like, the best part, though. When you, like, yeah. realize you're going back into the same rooms, but doors have appeared that yeah, weren't there before. I love that. I, there. 
I, like, I had this cool. big grin on my face when that happened. I was just like, oh, this is so good. Like, I'm in for a good ride here. But now I'm um, going to tell you what I hate about the game. Okay, here we go. I hate go. the upgrade system with a passion. Okay. I truly really believe weak. the game would be significantly better with a skill tree or a Zelda-like traditional item and weapon upgrade system where they sort of have... Because you do collect like new powers and stuff by going and doing side missions and find them and stuff like that. But why then this needs to be a looter shooter random drop yeah. thing makes no fucking sense to me. Zero whatsoever. Sh- it's artificial inflation of the game. It makes the game longer mm-hmm. than it needs to be for no reason than making you go out and having to collect stuff that you that doesn't happen naturally. I. Uh, then and if it, you could fix that, it would be a, a supremely better game to me. It's funny because it even robs you of some of the the interesting aspects of being feeling rewarded for exploration. Because usually, mm-hmm. you know, you go out of your way, you climb up something or use some abilities you get later to access this area you, you couldn't get to. And there's just a, a chest there and you pop it open for like three or four random things. And you're like, okay, well, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's, I just don't feel like that's yeah. a great reward. I like- I'm pretty sure that's something we brought up when we originally talked about the game as well. I'm, uh, it's it feels yeah, like one they, of the things that lets it down. Just they wanted to sort me. of have some sort of roguelike-ish element in there, but it's just completely falls flat. Didn't need it. Yeah. The the side missions you get from like if you talk to Aki or whatever, he's got like side missions on the board and the and the, like those stuff. That stuff's cool. You know, it's telling me when I've learned something about a new object of power that I can go and find. But that's great. I'll go out of my way to get that stuff. This whole thing where the board sending me like objectives to hit to get materials and stuff. Fuck yeah. that shit off. Yeah, that no, sucks. Just, I don't need a, achievements within my achievements. Like that's. No a bridge too far for me i i was doing those for a bit and then like when i realized what they were i was like ah, fuck that off i don't but, it's, didn't it, but it feels like i need to do it because if i don't get do some of those things and keep checking in to see what i've done and going out of my way to find the enemies that's asking me to kill or whatever it might be or use the weapon it wants me to use then i'm not going to get the materials i need to upgrade my character to get strong enough to get to the parts of the game that i need to like that's the frustrating thing it's like it's it's making me go out of my way and off track from the stuff that's interesting me because narratively and thematically, this game is so enticing. I just want to keep moving. So when you're making me go off to loot enemies that I'm not necessarily loving the variety of at the moment, you've, you've lost me a little bit. So I'm, I'm definitely going to finish this game. I don't know if it's going to be a game I'm going to platinum or if I'm going to play the DLC, honestly. I'm just not sure yet. It will depend how well the ending lands for me. For did, you, sure. did you play Alan, Alan Wake? No. Okay, okay. No, I did not, because there's Alan Wake tie-in. Well, stuff, I mean, like it's it's it seems like the big selling point of the second DLC is the Alan Wake possibilities. I don't know what's I haven't finished the DLC because by the time it came out, um, I went back to I'm like I'll I'll try out this DLC on PS4. Completely forgot how to play Control. I'm like, all right, guess I'll wait yeah. till I play it on PS5 then because which is I need yeah. to start fresh because this is a game that like once I put it down for a year, I came back. And I was just not up to pace with a lot of the enemies I had to fight. I was like, I suck. It's, what, it's why I'm waiting to play it on PS5. So it's, it's, why I'm, it's why I'm sort of waiting a decent amount of time before I even think about revisiting like something like Doom Eternal's DLC. Because I'm like, that game's going to demand something of me where that DLC starts and I'm not sure. there anymore. Um, and it's a similar sort of thing with this as well, just sort of because things are work differently and yeah so i'm gonna wait till the ps5 i get a ps5 to replay it again but i'm very excited to play that dlc because it's also opening up the the, 
the possibility, not possibilities, but like, cause they've confirmed the fact that the that remedy are doing like their own cinematic universe, essentially that everything is connected and, and things like that. So see that side of things does interest me. The, the, mm. the thematic stuff, the story stuff, the graphical stuff, the artistic style, all that gets me in. It's maybe I've been spoiled by Spider-Man. Like I said, the flow of that game was so strong. I always felt like I was being rewarded for getting further and further into that game as they added element on element. Yeah. Maybe my, this happens sometimes you play too much of brilliant things and your scale's just a little bit off where you're really, really picky about it in other games. Maybe that's I just right. think, totally fair. I just think that Remedy maybe, I don't know, they, they tried something. It wasn't exactly something they were, you know, good at. Like, when I think about Alan Wake, what I love about that game is just how focused it is on, you know, driving the story forward. And sure, I would have liked more exploration in Alan Wake, but I think that maybe they've gone too far trying to make you go other places with these, like, sort of meaningless side distractions that it sort of yeah it does sort of balance out a fair bit but like you said bro they, they're almost there like they're, they're almost there if they just, a like if they just could be yeah perfection like or if they whatever just knuckle down wor- they've started working on it so oh, they have have they or not a sequel but like whatever they're working on next sam mike is which... writing something <laughs> He is. He is. Him, him and, and his hair are writing something. I don't know what it is, but I'm in. Fucking, yeah. yeah um, I'm, maybe I'm I'll come in. back and talk more about it once I finish the game proper. I would I would love to hear your, your thoughts on how yeah. the rest of that game goes. <laughs> yeah, really, and also, um, any excuse to talk about that game. Yeah, we'll do it. Can I steal one more minute? Yes. Absolutely, you can. I've also played Destruction All-Stars because <laughs> it was free on PS Plus. Free games on PS Plus have been good sometimes, especially multiplayer online games. We played a shit ton of Fall Guys, still are still, sometimes. Still do. <laughs> I thought the game looked fine. Like Destruction Derby style games can be fun. Twisted Metal and you know those sorts of things. They they can mm-hmm. be fun. Uh, played two rounds of it and deleted it off my PlayStation Five. Wow, wow. The tutorial and one round like in a mode and was like this is just not fun. It's you went, just okay. not fun. You went further than me. Like I tagged it and was like maybe I'll download this. Nah. It's not fast enough. The controls aren't slick enough. The collisions are unsatisfying. If you don't have okay. that, you don't have a destruction game. No. Delete it. I'm, I'm curious to, to to maybe check it out once I get a PS5 because it seems like something I was... When it first got announced, I was like, this seems like it could be my shit. There's but, also not enough variety in the cars or anything like that. Yeah, it's just, that's it's, like... Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, but again, by the time I get a PS5, maybe they've added some stuff to it, but maybe. who knows. Um, I'm done. I'm done. You're My done. Clear. You're done. Yay. Well, that was enjoyable. Um, we're gonna we're gonna you know subject you to to Please. listen to us talk to talk about Persona for a little bit. So, uh, last for, no last Tuesday it came out. I got my copy later in the week, but um, last Tuesday uh, as we're recording now, uh, Persona Five Strikers came out in the West. Um, it's been out in Japan points. for. Yeah, yeah, it did get you. Yes, um, it, it's been in Japan for like a year or so. Um, sort of a similar situation that that person, like OG Persona Five was as well. Uh, We've been that out was for only like a six month turnaround. I think that was six months. Too bad. It? But Strikers mm. had a long one. Again, could be the pandemic contributing to that. I would. I would not be surprised if that was the case. Um, but uh, this is this ain't your this ain't your granddad's Persona Five anymore. Um. Because it is by the Muso team um, at Koei Tecmo and Omega Force, uh, yeah. So it is, a, it's a Muso game, um, but it's also not. <laughs> but Joel, what is a Muso game? Ah, oh, Muso game. Well, it is also sometimes known as like a, a Dynasty Warriors 
sort of a warriors game, I guess, as well, uh, which is basically like open battlefields, one versus one thousand gameplay. Basically, yeah, that's the way that's the way to describe it. Um, you versus like a, a just a shit ton of enemies and just carving your way through them at a you know rock solid ten frames a second sometimes. Um, <laughs> Unless you're playing on PS5. Oh, I must admit though. Okay, so with Persona Five Strikers, um, even on PS4, it has a performance versus graphics option as well. It's just a hard coded in there, and um, I haven't 10 tried frames it. Frames with... and twelve frames. That's the thing though. So I'm playing in performance mode, and it's pretty fucking solid. Oh, good. Uh, for for because I've played a couple of like not heaps. I played Hyrule Warriors back on the Wii U when it came out. And I think I've dabbled in a couple of Dynasty Warriors games here and there. Nothing too su- serious or anything like that. Um, this is the first one I've sort of put... I'm, I'm intending to finish, let's put it that way. Um, and yeah, the, the combat is it like hasn't really slowed down all that much. Um, which is great because it's got that sort of skin of Persona 5 flashiness and style. And um, I think I remember messaging you, Kyrie, at one point as well. It's like, you know... Persona, like Persona is like one of the only games where I'm excited to go into menus because it's it's, it's an event to go into menus because they're just so exciting to look at. They're not and as they're good like, as Persona Fives, but they, they are aren't. good. <laughs> they aren't. They are still very good though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it is. It is that sort of Muso Warriors style gameplay, but at its heart, this is still a Persona game because it's a lot of talking, a lot of, and I, that's not me being reductive of it because. There's a lot of talking. It's called, it's called it's... a visual novel, Joel. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I also don't care because it's my anime best friends from Persona 5, so I get to hang out with them again uh, in a new adventure. So that has no... I have no problems with that whatsoever. Um, Kyron, what are your first thoughts, like your your first impressions on Persona 5 Strikers? I've been very curious okay. to hear because you've been you've been holding back while I've been trying to get information out of you. I've um, seen conflict, conflict behind those <laughs> eyes. There's a lot of conflict, honestly, because I when when it came out, Persona 5 was e- like just the easiest pick for my game of the year, and that should say a lot because it was the year of Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is an incredible game, but Persona 5 just blew me away and took me on such a ride that i couldn't i couldn't not give it number one and it was we had to disqualify we had to disqualify it from our from battle royale, royale that year because we were like it's too easy like it can't be in the running like and last yeah. year persona 5 royal made it into my top 10 and i felt bad doing it because it is mostly the same game but it's filled with so many quality of life enhancements and a whole new semester of content that i just couldn't put down so it had to be in there so when they're like, hey, do you want to go on a new adventure with your anime best friends? And this time it's a road trip. My answer is going to be yes. And it, it is definitely delivering on that front. Like being with these characters again is great. Having them all immediately in the story from the, the outset is great because obviously one of the biggest problems in five, especially once you get to the end, is particular characters. Let's just go out and say it. Like Haru, Haru gets shafted, comes in yeah. at like the 11th hour of that game's story. <laughs> and I love yeah. her character, but you just get no yeah. time with her. So having her from the start in the story is just fantastic. So, you know, visual novel side, fine. It leans so hard into the Persona stuff that I was surprised. But it's like, yep. there's a reason why you can basically consider this Persona 5 2. It's because yeah. it, it, it essentially is. The only thing that's different is the gameplay. Uh, it has 
a lot of the stuff you remember, like a lot of like when you're back in Tokyo and just going down a lot of those alleys, I'm like, oh, I'm so nostalgic now for like three years ago when I played that first game. Even though like go like some of the when you just got like sitting like through some of the dialogue and the cutscenes and stuff, like the, just the background music and the way that it's oh, presented, yeah. I'm just like, I like sometimes forget. I'm like, oh wait, no, I'm playing Strikers. Like this isn't Persona Five. Like <laughs> it's it's presented the same. It's the same tone of. Like it's the same music in those same those music. specific <laughs> those specific segments, um, which is not a bad thing because Persona soundtracks are fucking incredible. So, um, but yeah, I like would forget sometimes. I'm just like enjoying watching the story play out with my my anime best. I mean, friends, it so. even has the calendar system. It's not. It does. I would say it's not as well implemented in this one, but it's just a it's, it's a gameplay. It's a just because they have a gameplays, which we'll get into now. So, <laughs> the combat is fun, but. Yeah. Every time I play a Musou Warriors game, I always have the same concern. And it's, it is always, am I going to get bored of this? It hasn't happened yet, but it definitely, I've, I've like fell into just like the cycle of like, cool, I'm fighting a hard enemy, R1, weakness, like attack that weakness, press circle for all our attack, sort of rinse and repeat. You have a lot of combat options. You can like build your party of four from the, um, you, you can pick any of three of the other Phantom Thieves and Sophia, the new character who... Mm-hmm fights with yo-yos cool yep. i guess um, she's an eye what's that she's an eye yes it's a joke one of the characters called she's an ai yes and one of ryuji the characters ryuji, ryuji is once again the butt of every joke poor guy yeah um, so good in this though he's so great <laughs> in this. so the combat is definitely still fun the weird it's this is such a weird hang-up for me i'm just not into the stakes i guess mm-hmm. so one that's of the not big... weird at all. That's I think it's a big deal. Like yeah, one of that's my favorite story, thing. right? Yeah, and like it's a Warriors game, so I shouldn't have expected it all to be here. But I know some people find it tedious and annoying. But the time management stuff in Persona games is so important to me in a weird way that I just love it. For yeah. example, like you know, going into a palace in Persona Five was like cool. I need to just get as far as I can until I'm out of SP. Then I have to bail. I have to. Oh, I've got to bounce because this is this is too big to go through in one session and like, you know, I'm just going to get a game over mm-hmm. in this one. Again, maybe it's just because I had to make some you know concessions for the warriors gameplay, but it's just weird to go into it to be the, their jails this time, not palaces. So they're like actual open areas, which is cool. Like yeah. it does have a lot of the exploration sort of fun from the palaces in the game. Still. It's just when it's just so weird to have no stakes where you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm nearly out of SP. I guess I'll bounce out of a dungeon. And then you bounce that and they're like, Cool. Uh, you want to go back in? Like now? I'm like, yeah, sure. I guess I'll take for free full hill for my party. I'll just do some shopping on the side as well while I'm here. Why not? Yeah. And then just, so basically the, the, the story goes that you, you do a lot of these jails in one single day. And again, it feels like a weird thing to be complaining about, but I, I did like the idea of having to retreat from a palace and be like, fuck, that was, that was rough. We, yeah. we, we'll have to get back to it. But in this one, it's just like, nah, one and done. If you need to, and heal, then also you can just having bounce out until like, you want and come back. Exactly, and then normally too, like having that, like you'd bounce out, you couldn't do anything else for the day. Exactly, it was like you go home, go to bed. That that's the end of your day, and then that comes into to play if you're not managing your time properly. Then it can end in a hard game yeah. over. And um, like, it's not like it's ever incredibly hard. Like, I think no. there's a lot. It's it's pretty easy to like manage your time enough to get through the palaces, for sure. Um. And I, I, I don't know, maybe they just didn't feel like it was necessary here because here's the other part I don't really like about it. There's nothing to do. Like, yeah. when you're not in the jails, you, you're in these, like, it's cool seeing these, like, 
you know, locales from Japan, like, you know, you're in Tokyo. Uh, the second area is Sendai, I think. And I've just gotten to the third area. And like, it's cool, but it's essentially like, I don't know, like a city block. There's a couple of stores you can go to. Your friends are standing around. You can like get the same dialogue off them. And then you just get back in the bus and you go back into the jail and you do the jail. And then you just move on. And again, I feel like I'm being too critical. I am it enjoying it. It sounds like the problem no. is it's both Persona 5 2 and not Persona it, 5 2. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. I think it so often tricks me into thinking it's Persona 5 2 mm. that when I hit a thing that just completely rips me out of it, I just go, ah, oh, okay. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I have dealt with this in the past. Like Persona 4 Arena is a similar scenario where it does have all this the cast back in a, you know, a full new story that follows on Persona 4. Maybe, I don't know, maybe by having it as a fighting game, I just got into that easier. I don't know. Or Do even having you guys play, uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. No, and I'm glad. Not I Age of Calamity. Because <laughs> I reckon it must've been the same problem. It feels and That's looks like Breath of the Wild in so many ways. It's supposedly telling story that you care about, but without the stuff that makes Breath of the Wild as good as it is. As yeah. in the exploration, as in the things that like it, it's so close to it. It's it's mm-hmm. going to fulfill some of those things you hunger for in more Breath of the Wild, but then just completely isn't that when it comes down to the core gameplay. See, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there though, Kyron, when you were saying that um I don't know, I feel I'm feeling like for me personally, I'm really enjoying the gameplay, even if it is repetitive at some point and like you have your loop. Uh, that's satisfying to me in a way. Like that's kind of what I want to play sometimes. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the combat and I, I think it's, they've done a really good job in incorporating a lot of the mechanics of that, that appear in Persona 5 and Royal in like, you know, a turn-based JRPG into this sort of like real time action combat game. Um, yeah. like summoning personas, I think I think is really oh. really fun. Um, it's and cool. like don't be wrong, it's cool to like press R one and like time freezes and you, you call in your persona. It's it's incredible. Yeah, and even like using the like using the guns and stuff, and then uh, and then on top of that, you've got like things like baton passes, and then one more attacks and all out attacks. Times. Yeah, they're all show times. Yeah, it's like I love how they've like they've they've done a really good job in incorporating that, which. When I first heard about it, I was like, "How are they going to do that?" And it does work quite well, and I'm I'm having a good time with it. But I totally understand where you're coming from. And I, that's yeah. Another weird like sort of roadblock of it a couple of times. I'm not sure if I'm just underprepared, but you really do need to focus on hitting weaknesses in this game. Oh like, yeah. In, in Persona Five, it's like you you can do it. There's good bonuses for it, but you know you can get by without it. But mm-hmm. In this game, they have, like strong enemies have shields, and to break those shields, you've got to attack their weaknesses, which is great. And like maybe I'm underprepared, but so often I'll find myself, especially in the big boss fights, mm-hmm. uh, the SP problem is still here from Persona 5. Oh, yeah. So sometimes I'll get halfway through a huge boss fight, and I'm like, I'm out of SP. What do mm-hmm. I do now? Just like very slowly fight this boss for half an hour? I don't really want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, the SP is definitely an issue. Um, like, there are I, things like, you can get to increase it, and there's items that refill it. And once you can start yeah, cooking, cooking, you get some better yes. options for it. But it was happening a lot to me early on. There's, like, the first big boss of, like, Alice in the first jail. Mm-hmm. Like, halfway through, I was out of SP. I'm like, I've got to restart this fight. Like, I can't. 
I could play this for an hour, but I'm not going to because that's just a waste of my time. So I was lucky before I started. I had to restart once because I I I got a game over. Did you go in with the wrong people? Because that's another thing. Basically, yeah, that was well. That was that was exactly what happened. I went in with the wrong people. So once I, but I do like the fact that you can restart the battle and it gives you the option to re oh yeah shape your party like respec your party. It has to right because like half of the appeal of this game is like out the gate you've got the entire Phantom Thief lineup. Mm -hmm. Build your dream team. Yeah. Yep, basically, plus Joker. Yeah. you got to have Joker. Joker's your main character, so he's always going to be <laughs> yeah. like five levels above the rest of the team as you swap them in and out. Big plus, though, over OG Persona. It's not a game over if Joker goes down, though. Thank Christ, because yep, <laughs> Joker goes out a... all the time. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, uh, so, like, you build your Persona, your, your team, like, you know, I'll take Haru and um, Makoto and Yusuke. Yep. And if, if I go into a boss fight that is weak to fire... Like, cool, Joker's got fire attacks, but no one else does. It's like, all right, well, yep. guess I'll die and then go back yeah, and, and take Arn with me. <laughs> so I've got I two people who can do fire. Yeah. I'll basically, um, like, any ta- like for a while there, and I'm still doing it, like, any chance I get to get items that, like, replenish SP, I'm just like, buy yeah. that, buy that, just, like, and clean that's the them thing, out. Because right? it's all in the vending machines, and they'll be like, cool, this will give you 10 SP. It's like, I have 80. Yeah, I can only that's... buy three of these things. <laughs> Yeah, that gives me one more attack. Um, yeah, I was I was pretty lucky before I went into that that boss fight with with Alice. Um, that uh, I'd bought the bonds like so the game has like uh, these things called bonds. Oh yeah, it doesn't is, have social links. Oh, it doesn't have social links, but it has bonds. It sort of this condenses social links all. It's what this game does. It condenses a lot of the things that uh, like people like about Persona, I guess. But some people may not you know, have time for or have not been appealed to and condenses them down into, like, one small thing. And, like... Social links are now bonds, which I is basically... That. Yeah. But if, if someone was... If someone came up to me and they're like, I've never played Persona, should I play Persona 5 Strikers? I'd be like, not unless you no. play Persona 5. Like, no. you're going to get very little out of this game if you don't have an attachment to this cast of characters. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, it's it's definitely a game for people who are fans of this of this of uh, these these characters. That's what all these, I feel like, franchise versions of these Musou games Absolutely. is, though. Hyrule Warriors, Absolutely the right. first one, is like, if you've never played a Zelda game, why the fuck would you play the best of, like, all the characters from all the Zelda games exactly. together in one Musou? Exactly. Like, you don't, you wouldn't do it. No. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so it has these things called uh, bonds, which are, yeah, social links that are all just condensed down into, like, one meter now that you fill up. And you get points, and you can spend them on, like, perks, basically. Um, and they range from things like just, like, hard upping, like, everyone's uh, magical magic power or, like, physical power, like, damage and um, defense, all that kind of stuff. And then there are other things that you can get, um, one of which is, like, the, the Oracle um futaba's like helping you out during battles so i'd managed to purchase that that uh that perk before i went into that boss fight and she did help out quite a lot even just by because she does give out buffs and like healing and sp quite frequently as always Um, futaba remains the mvp of the phantom thieves yeah yeah hardest working uh phantom thief um what do you think of the hacking battles boy i'm sick of them <laughs> like, yeah that's fair all right that's fair. I, I was listening to ben moore speak about this i think on the easy on frame trap i'm pretty sure and he, he basically echoed my thoughts like it's cool the first time where you yeah. set up and and like futaba's like i've got to hack this you've got to protect me i'm like cool it's cool to have futaba down here on the field all right i'll, I'll protect you and it's fun the first time and then you get to the next one it's like hey do that again you're like no i but futaba what if though 
What if I did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel that as well. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying it for what it is. I'm really having a good time with it. Um, I know I'm some... sounding harsh, but I, I'm going to see no. it through because I love my anime friends and I... some of those new tracks, like Lynn sings her heart out on. Oh my and God. I love it. <laughs> And like, because it's a bit rockier this it's one so as well, rockier. like the version of the song, and and like even Lynn sort of yeah, she lets go a couple of and times. That's, it's like, that's one oh. thing. Like one of the weird ways I was able to justify this Muso game to myself was just like, yeah, well, of course we're fighting thousands of enemies. We're the Phantom Thieves. We already beat Persona Five. Like that's the thing. That's why I think like, shadows. <laughs> that's the thing why I'm like I'm kind of giving it a little bit of a pass for things like the time management and like being able to dip in and out of palaces. I'm like narratively like my head canon of the whole thing is like oh they've been doing this for they've, they've got it down to a science almost you, like they, they know what thing, they're doing there's a thing coming up joel but i want to know your thoughts on when you get to it because i was like okay. okay this might be a bridge too far i get that it's easier from a gameplay perspective but okay. your explanation is thin here and, okay all right and again i keep coming back to how empty a lot of the locales you go to are like they're cool yeah and it's cool seeing these new places they've all got their own songs that are in like you know their unique mm-hmm. areas but there's just no real, again, there's no reason to really explore them. I don't know. Can it's I ask been a question? Good. Yeah. yeah. Just because I've always found this interesting about Muso games, I've not really played them. But the, the bits I've played, I've, the thing I've always thought is like, there's a million characters here, but when I switch, I don't feel the dramatic difference between them. I still feel like I'm pressing button over and over and over again, does a combo which gets to a thing and then it does a bigger attack and then like... And all of them have the same sort of like rhythm or again, I've played 30 minutes of one. Honestly, but, that is, that is Muso games though. Like, that, yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's like from one character to the next, you can have like, you know, a hundred characters, realistically more like 10 or 20, but the, they don't feel different enough to make me go, I'd prefer this character or this character. I really vibe with this character, whatever it is. Do you feel that at all? Do you feel like the differences between them to make you go, these are my favorites to use in this setting as opposed to just because they were your favorites in Persona 5 and you want to have them in your team because they're your anime best friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you... Yeah. You talked about the weaknesses and having to get people in and out strategically, but unlike a turn-based RPG where that's the thing you do, you're strategically going, well, what do I need to defeat this but this boss or this enemy, there's game feel to an action RPG or an action game. Do you feel that difference? I think there's enough. There's there are some differences in between the way that the characters play and feel. Mm-hmm. I think um, some characters are a lot heavier and slower. Um, okay. I I do generally feel that if you're using someone like Haru who uses a giant axe, her attacks are a lot heavier. Um, Compared to, say, Joker, who's got, like, his dagger or katana or whatever he uses. It's a dagger. It's a dagger, isn't it? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, Yusuke uses katana. a katana. Um, yeah, and so he's a lot faster, obviously, and he's, like, you know, you can sort of combo a bit quicker. Um, it also, the, the triangle attack varies from character to character as well. Um, like some of and, them you can charge at the, up at, at the point in which the combo you do it. But I think even yes. the Warriors game sort of did that eventually as well. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, certainly so I think the Hyrule Warriors did that, the bits I yes. played of it. It was yeah. like depending where in the combo you press that button was when you got a different outcome, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And there are things that you get that uh, there are, what are they called? They're Master milestone. Rats. Master Rats, yeah. Um, so they they give you more 
for like they're basically like challenges essentially but you don't know you're doing them until it unlocks in the middle of a battle and you're like fuck what did i do yeah cool i guess (laughs) um i can i I can now follow up after finishing a combo string excellent yeah yeah so so they get pretty good i I think i've got all of jokers so far i don't know if there's any more of them but i think it's only four this is the four yeah then jokers i've got all of already um, and I did before I even got to that last boss of the. I mean, first you have to have Joker, trail. right? You're always going to be using him. I think it's tied to. It must exactly. be tied to enemies killed or something. I think so. Yeah, that will make sense. Um, but I, what I do like is the the fact that the game, not only because of weaknesses as well, but like we're talking about flow and things like this in this mm-hmm. game. When you do get to the point where you are sort of drilling into how each character works and how your your team is built up and how they're effectively working for specific enemies. Um, the way it flows by using those baton passes and being able to just switch on the fly with a D-pad is really fun. Like, it, particularly in, I, I think it was like a mini-boss battle, where I just, like, rinsed this guy completely. because, And it was just like one attack after an attack after an attack. Like, I'm just, like, switching characters and cool. then, like, finishing it with a showtime. And it just, it felt really fun and good. Cool. Even though I wasn't doing anything particularly dynamic challenge like like taxing on me yeah Mm. like it was still fun and because it has that persona 5 flash and flair that's where i stand on it but yeah i don't know where you feel karen (laughs) (laughs) um yeah like i said i can't i do see what you're saying and i I i've also had similar strings as well when you get really get to sort of chain together the one mores Mm-hmm. Uh, where, yep. they, where their little portrait pops up in the left-hand corner yes. and you can just like yep. press like Haru's button and she'll come in and do a, her special attack and then Yusuke's like, cool, I'm up next. I'm like, all right, Yusuke, let's go. Uh, and it is neat to do that. And I do like that, you know, you know, when you're low on SP, you can do very, very weak magic attacks with the triangle button in your combo strings. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you can technically hit their weakness. It's just a lot slower. Uh, yeah, I just, my main concern is I'm worried that I've seen everything the combat has. Mm. yeah okay fair enough i did get a new ability like not a new ability but like it's a new thing i can do which was cool after i finished the first jail which you may have or maybe it was when i finished the second jail i think it was for second jail basically i can dodge and counterattack now which is neat it's something it's something more i can do in the game but yeah that sounds huge you can build a whole combat system around that yeah (laughs) um so i'm hoping that there's more more stuff like that going forward but the the general like enemy to enemy to enemy combat sort of I'm like I think I've seen everything, so now I'm just trying to make the most of it by having fun with my persona friends and just being cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I completely agree with you. I think like yeah I might have seen most of what the game has to offer combat wise, but I don't care. Like I I'm like yeah, look, it's, it's still fair. fun. Like I'm still enjoying it because sometimes I just want to jump into something and just just hack through a lot of enemies. And I think the pacing of it in terms of, you know, I mean, Persona 5 is good for this as well. Well, in its own way, like pacing is not a thing I would probably use in terms of Persona 5. It's a 120 hour JRPG, but like... Dude, it's take your time, man. <laughs> exactly. It's like the mantra of the game. You're right. But this I think game's it, just like, quick, finish it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, but I'm kind of enjoying that. And I think that was why... I stopped playing Royal when I did. It's because I was like, I know that there's new stuff that's littered throughout and I am really enjoying it. And I do love this game. It is one of my favorite games of all time. Hands down. I adore that game. Um, But I'm like, I want to get to the new, the, the real big new stuff. And I'm like, oh, I've got to get to this 120 hours first before I get to that. 
Um, Fake fan. And uh, well, no, I'm I'm going to go back to it, but I think this has been really sure, good for that. <laughs> well, I'm actually once I finish this, I'm probably going to go back to it because. But I thought you were mainlining this... Yakuza. <laughs> I was going to, but then I got into Persona, and I'm like, oh um, man, I want to go back to my anime best friends again. But it's been good because I'm like, it's betraying somebody. It's either Yakuza or Persona. <laughs> exactly. I just got to figure it out. Persona was first. Persona was first. <laughs> Persona was first. It's not a competition. I love Yakuza. Don't get me wrong. Persona was first. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's been good having this sort of like really quick, not like burn through it type of game, but like just to sort of ease me back into the like uh, the the visual novel aspect of a JRPG um, or a Persona game in general. So I think I'm like, once I finish this, I'm like, cool, back to Royal I go. Going to chip away at it. God, I've got so long to go in that game. But... I'd um, kill for this to be an RPG. <laughs> like, oh, mm. but alas, not to be. I'll have to it's wait for six. <laughs> I was going to say, it's funny because like we've, we, we've gone from talking about Yakuza Like a Dragon a couple of weeks ago, which did the opposite, going from being like an action brawler to a JRPG mm. and how, you know, we were both pretty excited about that. Um, and then sort of this inverse and um, you're a little bit cooler on it, which is what you, hey, totally you want to know, know what's funny, Joel? I want this to be more of an RPG. I picked up Bravely Default 2. That's too much of an RPG. <laughs> so instead of playing either of them, I'm just playing Final Fantasy 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Final Fantasy 12, great game. Don't, don't skip it. <laughs> don't skip it. For my, for my third, my third time. One day. <laughs> Kyron, one day. It's all yours, man. I, I, got a, I got a digital copy of my PS4 oh, now. <laughs> I played about an hour of that game. Stopped. I went, hey, Kyron, you can have it. Not because I was enjoying it, just didn't have the time. I never got it back. When I finished it, I played it like, I think I went hard on it with Ben. We beat Yizamat. I oh, think yeah. I'll never do again. Even though, <laughs> even though this game's like, hey, there's a trophy for it. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it again. I don't have a day to spare for that. Well, I reckon uh, that's... That's an episode. It's a Don't big boy think? episode. It's a massive <laughs> episode. I'm sorry, guys. It's not my fault. Oh, no, no, no. It was great. Like, I mean, I expect not to be back on the show for another year. <laughs> you, you've logged your hours for, for yeah. the year. We can, uh, we can put you on the shelf again for a year. No, of course not. We definitely want to have you back sooner rather than later, for sure. But, Karen, I think that's an episode. Take us home. All right, then. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate your support. Uh, you can find us across all the social medias. And when I say all, I mean Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, the, the important ones, I guess, <laughs> where we are just at Dialogue Options. Uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, any sort of support you can throw us there, whether it's reviews, thumbs up, stars, whatever it is, it definitely helps and makes all the difference. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, which I was actually listening back through the most recent episode. I didn't even give my Twitter handle. I was just like, <laughs> I, I thought that too, I just actually. didn't even mention it. You can, you can't find me on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, right? <laughs> at LemonManX, where most recently I've had some amazing retweets. And I, I want to touch on one of them because it's actually, it harkens back. We didn't get a chance to mention it. The start of that Pokemon Presents was so good. I loved it. Yes, just like going was. through the life of Pokemon. Uh, 
hard disagree. Oh, really? Went for way too long. The annoying voices over I the mean, top with every hashtag. Yeah, the hashtag was... Blow t- my brains out. The hashtag After thing. After two minutes of that, I was done. <laughs> Get too me ma- the fuck out of here. Too many times we went back to hashtag anime. I was like, don't do this. There's so many animes. Uh, it, oh, um, uh, it, the, the worst thing about it for me was the fact that it was on YouTube Premiere when I watched it live and I had to sit through that fucking... <laughs> grossly loud fucking minute and a half countdown music that they play and then oh. it still crashed. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking shit. Like, it's the anyway, worst. Anyway, I retweeted yeah. some cool fan art, um, which is worth going and checking out, of just, like, siblings playing Pokemon all through their life and it's just like, oh, man, Pokemon. Oh, I saw that. It's so good. I did like that. Um, but, but before that, my most recent tweet, hopefully will be relevant next week if I get a chance to play it. It's just, uh, it's a gif of Homer kicking the turtle in The Simpsons when he goes on his spiritual journey. <laughs> and it's just a gif representation of me kicking my PC and Steam to download the newest Baldur's Gate patch quicker. Because it was like a <laughs> massive 38 gig patch to add in the Druid and a bunch of other stuff and some more multiplayer stuff. And I wanted to play it, but it just, Steam was like, no, nah, I'm going to take my time. Like, don't rush on my behalf. It's fine, Come Steam. Make you wait for it. Uh, but where can they find you, Brod? You can find me on Twitter at bgordes, B-G-O-R-D-E-S. Uh, most recently, I've been tweeting about the released um, title for the new Spider-Man film, Marvel Spider-Man film, oh, Spider-Man yes. oh, No Way Home. Yeah, it's the official title after some teasing from some of the cast members. I also tweeted about uh, the news. This We didn't get a chance to talk about this in off-topic, hot-topic, because it happened 12 hours after we recorded the episode. Welcome to our pain. Uh, oh, God damn. Um, that Nickelodeon has formed Avatar Studios and rather than making... Well, Nick, I think Netflix is still making the live-action Avatar Last Event a remake. The original creators said, fuck that shit, went back to Nickelodeon for some reason and said, we'll just make our own animated film and other spin-offs. Mm-hmm. So we're likely getting more Avatar The Last Airbender or spin-off um, animated series, which, baby, that's music to my that, ears. That Param- it's my favourite show. The Paramount time. stuff was wild. <laughs> Yeah, some stuff was really interesting. Like yeah. 3D, like CG Rugrats with the original oh, voice cast. Oh, that, that that's not wild for good. The like bad more, reasons. more Frasier, like <laughs> more Frasier. Frasier's a- been talked about for a oh, while. Oh, it has, has it? been rumored okay. ever. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't officially announced before this, but there's been rumors for a long time that Kelsey Graham has been trying to get a Frasier. It's essentially the third Frasier series. Cheers, Frasier. I wouldn't be surprised if this is called Doctor Crane. It's like the third Frasier series. Right. And it's going to be... There was even a rumor as to what the premise was going to be. Um, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway. There's also like... Uh, just to coming, yeah. Relate it to video games and keep it in the theme of the show. <laughs> um, it, didn't they announce there's a Frogger TV show that's going to be like a Wipeout style... So, uh, uh, Brod, uh, anyway. Sure. Actually, that might be coming <laughs> that might be coming into something else as well, but I saw that pop up today. I was like, uh, nope. what the fuck? Yeah, nope. you know. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, you can also find my podcast at Hunting S Cast uh, or by going to huntingseasonspodcast.com. Do that. And yes, absolutely do that. Uh, Check us out. Where can they find you? Oh, Joel? next week we'll be, oh. yeah, we'll be reviewing Surprise Season 4. Right. Which you're about to just destroy in a binge set, aren't you? And the week after that, most importantly, WandaVision. Fuck yes. Oh, God. Which I cannot wait oh, to God. deep dive on. <laughs> Not ready. Quick, Joel, where can I find you? You can find me at Jolly Mac, where the last thing of note that I tweeted about was uh, I finished Yakuza 0. I'm very fucking excited, and I'm very excited to play more of that series. Uh, and, yeah, 
that's about it from me. I'm just keep it short and sweet. Okay, then. Well, then I want to... <laughs> the only thing this episode. <laughs> oh, cool. I'll just wrap that up there, then, and we'll let our wonderful outro take us out, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Dialogue Options Podcast.